what to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <laughs> I forgot to do a little little new intro. Uh, oh, it's we, not a new intro. <laughs> we got we we gotta do that. We got. It's, not, it's right. not too late. It's not too late. It, it's never too late for that. If I can find it now, hold on one second, guys. Here we go. Now that's as epic as epic gets right there. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Welcome to CGX Cast. Uh, it's it's so we're a little late, but it's been kind of crazy setting this up this morning. But man, we have so so much good stuff to talk about. Um, but before I do, just wanna. Take a second and say what's up to the panel, but let you guys know if you guys want to catch the audio form of this, we are actually on podcast. You can check us out on your iOS devices, check us out on your Android, Spotify as well. Um, just look up CGX Cast. I know you guys have been requesting, asking for the audio uh, version of this. So to let you guys know, it's available. And also, if you guys like any member of this panel you guys want to show support don't forget to hit that super chat button it is distributed amongst all the content creators you see on this panel um so just want to start off with that but we have a good show today we're going to talk about google stadia again they updated us with the tuesday update with a pretty cool exclusive game coming to the platform and also, we know some of the pro games that so we'll get into that. GeForce Now hooked us up again this week with several games coming to the platform, GFN Thursdays, and with a killer demo, which a lot of us has been playing here. So we'll talk about that. Luna's been making moves, like you guys see in the headlines, and we'll talk about what those moves are as well. And there's a recent update for xCloud that just kicked off this morning uh, with 1080p support potentially coming soon. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, so let's get started here, guys. Good show, like I said. But let's check in with the members of the panel, see what's going on, see how their week has been and what games they've been playing, also what platform. So to get started, Duncan, how have you been? What have you been playing? What platform? Uh, I've been playing on a complete range of things, but I'll just stick to one game and I'm going to say I've been playing Dark 5 on Ooh. Xbox and I have been enjoying that. I've been playing on all the other sort of uh, platforms as well, but I think it was actually uh, I was wanting to give that a go because I've been waiting for that in Stadia and that boat has now passed, unfortunately. Uh, it is on Game Pass. I'm on my touch on the, the game streaming news from Xbox and the xCloud stuff. I think it's going to become very telling because the stuff that's just coming out there is just amazing. And it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Good to hear. Dirt 5, man. Played that for a little bit, too. It's really impressive uh, how the, well that game performs on... I was using a mobile device, but yeah, it's really surprised. Good stuff for sure. How about you, Ben? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? What platform have you been using to play that? Um, I mean, I, I spent a decent amount of time watching, you know, Mark and um, and Meg this week. Um, but as far as games, I finally got a finally got my hands on a Series X this week, so nice. I've just been testing all sorts of games on it. 
I am surprisingly addicted to the Tetris that's optimized for Series X on there. That that game is is fun. Good stuff. Good. I see. Uh, Duncan nodding, hold smiling, nodding too. Is it? Y'all give him. Yeah, no, I, I, just, I, just, I just love the opportunity that when people, yes, I finally got a Series X. What game do you play? Optimized Tetris. <laughs> yes, exactly. right. super, it's super trippy. Yeah, the, the Tetris is brilliant. It's, if you put the earphones on or a headset yeah. on, it's even better. It's well worth tripping. True. Tripping, tripping out. I was going to say there, it's well worth checking out there. That's awesome. Awesome. How about you, Jerry? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Also, what platform have you been using to play that? Um, yeah, so uh, like Duncan, Dirt 5, I played it on uh, PC, but of course, playing my Series X so much, I was excited to see it come to Game Pass, so I've uh, been playing that a good bit on there. I really like that game. I kind of call it the Forza without the open world, because it has hmm. the changing weather and all that kind of stuff. It's it's really good. I like Dirt 5, and um, of course, we'll be talking about this, but uh, Outriders, that's been the only other game besides some Dirt 5 that I've been spending time with, got in some groups with, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. How are you liking it so far? Uh, what can you compare it to Outriders? Well, I've just been calling it the Destiny slash Division slash Gears game because it's like <laughs> it literally feels like all three of those games kind of elements of them brought into one. And uh, I, of course, we got to see what happens when the full game comes out, what kind of content, because you know, the, if the game has good content, I think it'll do well because I like the mechanics. It's running pretty well. It looks beautiful. And uh, I've definitely, I've probably got five, six hours in the demo right now, uh, besides the testing time. Dang, it's pretty cool. And yeah, that game, like you were saying, it does play a lot like all those games that you mentioned. And the story yeah. seems pretty fun so far. So something for, that has a it's been Shadow, Shadow and GeForce now for, nice. for that mostly, yeah. Were you surprised by how well that ran on Shadow? Yeah, I just dropped a video like a couple hours ago about the settings on Shadow and kind of what's going on there. And, and I hate to do demo uh, videos sometimes because we've got to do it all again when the actual game comes out because <laughs> it's missing settings. Right. You know, there's graphics options missing and there's other things that aren't in this build. So we got to do it all again. So I limited it down to just three videos. and I'm done with that game for now until it comes out. But uh, yeah, I, I was even 1080p ultra or 1440p high or anything. It, it's... 30 to 50, 30 to 48, something like that. But it ran really well, though. I was surprised a brand new game like that on something aging like Shadow Boost actually did that well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really surprised by the performance of that. And it's pretty cool to see you having that same experience. So cool, cool. Hold, sir. How have you been? What have you been playing? What platform? I like the hair too, styling it backwards, looking good. Yeah, it, it's, it's just slicking, slicking it back because you have no hair barbers open, so it was just a cheat way to sort of just pretend to get away with it. But I'm great, thanks for asking. And like the other two here, um, Jerry and Duncan, I've just been playing Day Five on Series X. I installed it to my inter- um, external SSD. Runs really amazing. Tried it on my tablet with direct stream and also xCloud and what a lovely game um being slowly progressing through it but i find it a little bit more difficult than like grid and that's because it doesn't have the rewind feature because sometimes <laughs> i could hit a i could hit a wall or mm. i hit a little rock and i sort of just go off the, the track a little bit resets me and puts me in like position 12 so i, I get a bit frustrated but because the tracks are a lot more smaller i'm still enjoying it and i'm still progressing through it cool. tell you what dirt five is is not as complicated as Dirt 4 was. I struggled with Dirt 4 when that came out because the mechanics are just so difficult. 
Mm-hmm. Dirt Five looks like they scaled some of that back. So to me, it's not about positions; it's been about enjoying the game. I usually have music on a podcast and just taking my time. But when when you get to simple mistakes and it punishes you for that, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> but if, it, if you love all these arcade races, this game is for you. Yeah, and I, I'm the same like Duncan. It came to Game Pass. I've had me fix and progressing through it. I'm not actually going to be buying it again. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It, so there's also a game called Wreckfest that came out on Game Pass. Uh, and, and if you guys, it seems like Dirt 5 is the game most people are playing on Game Pass, not Wreckfest. I did actually say I wanted to play it for all like the chaos and burnout, but to be honest, you know, Dirt 5 installed first, and I just played it on there. And I was more focused on that game because I'm a lover of Grid and stuff like that and Codemasters. So I focused on that more than Wreckfest, and I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I've been watching Kelly play Wreckfest and she's absolutely loving it. If you can get that on multiplayer, I think you could have an absolute red if you get a whole load of people in because it is absolutely nuts looking. She's running about there crashing into people and doing her wicked laugh. It's absolutely funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet, but I think it might as well. Um, cool, cool. How about you, Chief? Uh, what you been up to? What you been playing? Well, I think I know the answer to, to this question, but what platform have you been using to play it? Uh, I did actually try uh, Wreckfest and Dirt 5 on Xbox. Okay. Uh, always dive in to see, especially the Game Pass games. So not many games come to Xbox these days, so it's always good to go and have a look. Wreckfest is hilarious. The, it's Destruction Derby with Ragdoll Physics. It's absolutely brilliant to so say where you've got some of the stuff that's i think this, the first like challenges is on like lawnmowers or like, like mini tractors and as soon as you crash into somebody they literally just go flying off <laughs> so you just in stitches straight away and yeah you've got the good old destruction derby races where you just good old banger racing smash cars up just trying to get into first place so it was good fun dirt five does look good does play very nice I'm not a big racer fan, but I'm sure my kids are going to love that. They spent a lot of time crashing into people on Dirt 4, so so Dirt 5 is going to take over that fix. Uh, Other than that, yeah, Yeah. mostly been playing Outriders. Um, Gone through all the classes. I think Trickster and uh, Pyromancer are currently uh, competing for my top spot, so I'm going to have a play a bit more. I've been playing that mostly on Firepower Cloud. Um, I was I was running it on Ultra on every platform that I've tested it on, and I was extremely surprised that Shadow Boost was running that at thirty plus. I'll say thirty plus because it's closer to thirty a lot of the time. But at one four forty Ultra settings, I was very surprised that it was that good. They have said that they are addressing some of the issues with motion blur and obviously ray tracing is coming and. A few other settings that they're going to add, so it's going to be really interesting when they optimize that. They've been very responsive on social media and feedback and everything. So, like, if people are raising concerns, it's going straight to the dev boards. They're looking at it. They're or they're sharing roadmaps of the, what the stuff they're fixing. So I'm really excited for that game going forwards. As Jerry said, it nailed its Destiny Two plus Gears plus Division, and you think. Sometimes when people mash loads of mechanics, like Anthem, it can go badly wrong. <laughs> and I think that they've gone, they've got this right. They've got a really good mix. They've got some unique features in there, and it's just so much fun. So I'm hoping that, as Jerry said, they get the content right. It's Square Enix, so the, the quality of story and 
the cutscenes and all that are just so well done. You you want to watch them. You want to see what happens oh. next. So let's just hope that that loot content's there. As they've gone the, not gone the service model, it kind of puts it in a, a better light in my eyes because at the moment, it looks like you're going to get loads of content because you paid for it. Not how yeah. much am I going to have to pay down the line to get more content? Right. True, true. So I, I just... I want to get to my take with this, but just to summarize what you were saying, it, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun just talking to you in Discord too. I mean, every time I'm checking in with you, this is the game that you're playing most of the time. And again, it's a good game, and I can see why for sure. Um, so I've been playing this game a lot, and I haven't put that much into it because I just done this week has been really chaotic and busy. The wife, if you guys didn't know, is uh just out with her best friend in um Arizona right now. So I have the kiddos for the week. And so I've been scrambling a lot trying to make this work. So again, haven't played as much, but from what I play, the game is pretty, pretty good. And I like it. It's very polished, and I was really impressed by how well it ran um for it just being a demo. My concern with the game, though, just like the Avengers, which is a game that Square Enix made as well, is are they going to support this game after it comes out? Is, the, is there going to be people who are actually in And just watching like other content creators cover this game as well, it doesn't seem like um, the game is as popular as I thought it would be. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with this, but I'm rooting for it. It plays pretty well. So we'll see how that all happens and goes. But that's it. So Mark is the other member of this um, podca- uh, podcast. He's supposed to be here, but it's his birthday and he's taking time off YouTube and podcasting for a bit. So shout outs to Mark. Again, link is in the description of all of these awesome members and the panel content creators. But again, we have so much to talk about, so let's get into this. We're going to start off with Amazon Luna. Uh, Luna's been making moves, and uh, there's actually one negative thing uh, about Luna, and we'll discuss that if you guys didn't know. Um, the guy who was kind of heading Luna, the fire division as well, is now working for Unity. Um, so what does that mean? for the, I, I don't think it means much, but I just want to check in with the panel and see what y'all's thoughts are with this. So again, let's start off with Luna. And now you guys can get the free trial to Luna if you have an Amazon Fire TV. This includes the Fire Stick, Fire Stick uh, 4K, Fire Cube, and down the list of Fire TV devices. Um, I I think this is good, but I think this is also still limited in the United States. So people in UK and all over the world stand, still can access this, even if you have a Fire TV. But I think it's a good first step. So just want to check on the panel and see what y'all's thoughts are with this move uh, with Luna. Ad. So to get started, Jerry, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, we're still pretty pretty early into things and just like you said i'm not super worried about the change in in people right now and for the past month amazon has been mixing things up tremendously and really 
just kind of looks like they're regearing for like their next step or whatever that's going to be for their entire business model, not just for Luna or cloud gaming. So I think there's huge roadmaps already in place. So as long as the right people continue to get hired and put in the right places, just like we say with any company, it's it's fine. Everything will be fine there. I feel like Luna has a really long-term plan already, something that feels lacking sometimes in other services. It just does feel like they're at least it's kind of like a slow bake. I know everybody wants it to release around the world. We want the 4K to come. We need more games, more channels. It's it's all going to come and I know it gets frustrating for people, but they're I feel like they're doing this very slow on purpose. It's beta on purpose and it's just kind of a slow bake product that when they come out of beta, it's just going to be a little bit more polished and ready to go. That's just kind of how I see that going. The Amazon Fire thing was cool. That's a pretty neat move, and you didn't even have to buy a new one or get some code. It yeah. was like if you already have it, you could go on and check and, and get Luna. Uh, so while that being U.S. only, I'm sure that still increased people's interest and got more people to say, oh, what's what's that? And I believe you can just go and order the controller now because of that. Um, they're not locking yeah. that down because, yeah, those people need to be able to get them. And uh, I'm actually working on that video too, and uh, I personally just really like the Luna controller. There's some gripes about it that I'm going to bring up in that, but um, it's really nice. So. I'm glad, yes, I'm glad that people can get their hands on it and try it because I it's about the only way I play Luna now. I pretty much don't even grab my Xbox controller now for yeah. it. So, uh, but yeah, really good stuff coming from Luna, and they've really been uh, supporting the community and the content creators out there, and, and super active on social media and, and good communication so far. So we'll see what happens. Cool, cool. Yeah, thanks yeah, for yeah. bringing that up with the controller. Yeah, it's now everyone can purchase. I think the price went up though. It did uh, by like thirty dollars. I think. Yeah, insane. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, pretty, pretty big jump. if you're going to buy it, buy it now because if you go on to the store page, there is a coupon to get up to what the beta price was. So you can get your twenty or the twenty dollars yeah. off. It's seventy dollars now, but if you put the coupon, it's still the fifty. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But what were you gonna say, Ben? That was pretty much it what Duncan just said. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and really, like the Switch Pro controller, the Xbox controllers, PlayStation, they're all 60 70 80 bucks by the time yeah, you grow. I mean, everybody's true. in that ballpark, unfortunately, these days. That's true. I mean, there's, I guess, more technology in controllers these days than previous uh, generations. But, okay. How about you, host? What's your take on this Fire TV Luna trial? Well, I was actually just thinking while we just mentioned the controller price hike, I was, I was shaking my head thinking, wow, it shot up really fast. And to get more people on board why it's still in this beta access, they should have thrown more trial months with the controller just to incentivize a little bit more, just in case this coupon on this website, on the Amazon website, disappears anytime soon. But overall, I think it's a, it's a great step actually offering all the people trials for the people who've got these um, compatible fire sticks i mean for me i haven't got one anyway so i would have to run out and get this bundle code when it's available anyway but i think for all the people that are interested yeah you don't have to buy new tech you've already got it in your house if you're sort of in the amazon ecosystem so it's a good move by them so let's hope this actually grows a little bit more and it gets out of beta faster because more people are jumping on board the platform mm-hmm yeah, I'm interested to see like how if this skyrockets um, the amount of users now because again, Fire TVs are all over the place, and so I'm wondering like if people are you know tempted to um, get on it now they have access to it. So we'll see what the numbers are hopefully soon. But what's your take on this, Duncan? 
I think it's uh, great news, and it's out there. And I will say this as delicately as I can. I know people outside the US are playing it now as well. Uh, I'm not one of them, but I know a number of people have been able to get around it, and it's on social media. Uh, But it's absolutely great that it's, it's, it's now going out there and I think every Jerry was spot on the money here. They are building this up the right way. They're just going slowly, slowly, slowly. And that's what Microsoft is doing as well. And uh, we're going to probably touch on the, the games which uh, which uh, are the game which dropped this week as well. I, I think that the games they are choosing are pretty sp- interesting uh with uh, I think they're being very, very selective and they are bringing titles which get people a bit interested onto the platform as well because they haven't been able to play them anywhere else. Uh, I'm very uh, hopeful that they are they're not coming out making all these big statements and over promising and under delivering. They're going the opposite. They're coming in. We're not competing with consoles. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Um, it's only $6 a month. Come and give us a wee wire then you might like what you see here and they're just completely different strategy and it's a sort of like x cloud one as well where they're just going they're, they're just slow playing it so uh the, the news this week going to fire tvs seven day trial get on that if you like it you like it if you don't you don't uh and what i would say is it's going to be the same for all these uh platforms going forward is all cloud platforms will work different for different people Luna is going to work absolutely brilliant for some people and not work for others. Same with Stadia, same with GeForce Now. That is the, the weakness of cloud gaming is because everybody is going to be different. So, But I would definitely give it a try. Yeah. You're right about that. It, it is uh, going to, different platforms to serve is going to perform differently from uh, other people. But again, that's why it's good to have multiple options, right? If GeForce Now does not work well for you, try out Stadia, try out Luna. Um, but yeah, how about you, Ben? What's your take on, on this news? Um, particularly on the 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 leadership, the the guy leaving. Sorry, we lost track of that. No, uh, just uh, the Fire TV. Oh, the Fire TV. No, that's but, awesome. Yeah. I, I was yeah. excited about that. Even though, unlike unlike Jerry, I'm not that impressed with Luna yet. I know Jerry loves it. Um, I just haven't really enjoyed it when I picked it up, but the fact that they're rolling it out like that is actually really cool, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, some people are not fans of Luna, uh, which is, um, you know, pretty funny, because, again, it's still early, and there's a lot of potential there, but some people are really writing it off, but we'll wait and see. How about you, uh, Chief? There, there really is. Go ahead. I say there really is a lot of potential. I'm just not a fan of where it's at right now. True, true. Yeah. All right, Chief, fill me in. Where you at with this? What's Luna? My gosh. Oh um, boy. <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting one. I've checked and actually my ancient Fire TV, which I plugged in for the pure purpose to see if what Duncan was talking about worked. Um. After about 50 updates, which seem to take about an hour each, uh, is a Gen 2 device. So if I had, if I was in the US, then I should be able to download that. But what I did notice is in their wording, they specify that you need a controller. So 
although it's opened up access to potentially tens of thousands of people, it's immediately alienated them again because they're not going to have a controller. So, and if they're going onto Amazon, say, "Oh, look, uh, this seven-day free access. I can go play this for oh, a seventy dollars." Okay, I don't think that's the greatest way of doing it. And obviously, it's going to be more targeted at existing gamers that would have a controller of some kind. I'm assuming that Bluetooth controllers were available for the Fire TV, but again, from the wording, it looked like you needed a Fire. Uh, an Amazon Luna controller rather than a Bluetooth controller for Fire TV. So yeah. it's kind of mixed reactions from my side because you know, why open it and then make people pay $70 to try it? It just seemed like a really backwards way of opening it up to loads more people. And if people have got a PlayStation or Xbox controller, then they've got a console. So the chances of them trying something on Fire TV or versus their own console... I don't think that that many people would dive into it as the marketing would suggest. So it'd be interesting to see those numbers. I doubt we'd ever see those numbers, but uh, until they open it up outside the US, obviously I, I will reserve judgment, but it's good that they're expanding. They're adding games, they're adding features, but they're not expanding territories. So I know they want to play it slow, but while they do that, they alienate a very large portion of their potential customer base. Yeah. It, it, the the model is surprising to me again. And the the rate of which they release games, I mean, it's it's low compared to the rest, but they comfortable again, they have that beta tag on it so it's like they can do whatever the hell they want but shout outs to them um oh, did we talk to you about this okay so let's talk about the game that was released for luna this week and that is no more heroes 2 um which i see holds not in there i was uh, kind of curious what your take would be on this but good get especially after no uh, no man heroes the first one released what a week ago um so Good stuff overall. What 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 do y'all take? And just feel free to hop on to this if you want. Um, and we can, yeah, what's going on? And we can uh, just move on to the next one. But what's, what's your take? Well, I was going to quickly say that when this No More Heroes 2 came out, I was like, finally, now we have one and two. Yeah. But it wasn't the game that itself that was coming out. It's, it looks like they're getting ready to release the franchise. So I was like, Luna, stop teasing me. Can you just say you're working <laughs> with the developer and just say... Our roadmap is going to include No More Heroes 3. And that will make me jump on the platform. In this game's 10 years old. I'd still would yeah. recommend it to people who haven't played it. Great game. But I was like, come on, just say you're working strongly with the developer. Yeah. So Wait, No Man, uh, no Man Heroes 3. Is that the one that's just coming out on Switch? Or is that has 3 been released already? No, it's coming out in it, No More Heroes 3. 2021. I okay. Know. I thought that was a Nintendo exclusive. Is it? Is it? I wouldn't say it was. I'm not sure. Okay. But the whole point is, if it is, then yeah, you know, they've no got more, exclusive. No but... more heroes, I believe, was only on the Wii when it came out in 2007. Yeah. It wasn't on anywhere. You couldn't play with anything else. You had to use the, the, the yeah, you know, and 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 do the thing. But yeah, I think it was exclusive there. Yeah. 
But to me, yeah. I wouldn't reckon if it is a Switch exclusive, then that's where I'm going to play it. Then, so it's a shame that they got one and two and just yeah. put my hopes down for a cloud service. <laughs> so, Do, yeah, those are surprising games. When I saw the first one, I was like, "Huh, why is this on Luna?" Um, and then two came, I was like, "Interesting." I started thinking what you're thinking. Oh, maybe because yeah, you know, as well. thirteen year old game, ten year old game. Yeah. potential for a new one i'm like oh this, yeah. is, this is going strong amazon right i'll play the games right. that i'm interested in but if it's a switch exclusive i'll just go there yeah it'll be interesting to see what other games and again luna since we're in this topic their game selection is actually quite surprising you've seen them get these japanese games right resident evil so you've seen them get uh sonic if you want to go that far and uh, they, and yeah it's just quite interesting so i don't know if they you know, trying to get the Japanese market with Luna. Um, but I know Microsoft's making that push too with, you know, the Yakuza series as well. Um, but this is, Nomen Heroes, I would say, is a very interesting game for this platform. But let's check in with Duncan. What's your take on Nomen Heroes 2 coming? Yeah, I, I, uh, like I said just previously, I, I think their game choices are quite interesting at this time. I, I'm expecting at some stage we're just going to get a blitz of games just coming all at once. We're going to get like 10, 20, just go, there you go, folks, work away on them bad boys. Mm. But uh, I think we're just, uh, I think they're just trying to get some hype going because, again, no more, no, no more heroes. <laughs> I have to say it right. does have a bit of a, a cult following there. And they, they are being uh, very selective and I, I think they're just taking their time and just pushing this out at the right time and just they're just taking a chilled out approach and you're not going really overkill for anything at this moment. There's no big, sorry, I'm going to say there is, they're starting to build their marketing up now because they're starting to sign up uh, the Twitch streamers for same with Ashes uh, a couple of weeks ago. And now they're actually branching out to established Twitch players as well. Like, uh, was a, uh, I am Brandon and um, I think that was one of them and there was another person that picked up as well they're really starting to uh, wrap this up a bit but they're not going all out that you're, I think they're trying to grow it a bit more organically and just trying yeah. to push it out but with, with the games itself uh, I'm happy enough with the games they're showing there because we've had three games over the last two weeks no more, no more heroes we've had that uh, Fighting game as well, Blaze Blue, oh, yeah. Heroes too. So they're just they're they're bringing the games nice and slowly, and because they're the sub model, there's no big rush to get games day and date at this moment in time. But we're going to probably touch onto that again shortly. Yeah. So, uh, Jer- do we get on you with this game uh, coming to? I mean, not not much. Um, it's good. What I like is the whole subscription thing going on and and i like that like um he was just mentioning uh blaze blue cross tag battle or whatever i never played it never would have played it now i play it because it's just part of the luna luna plus now i played no more heroes on uh we the slashy slashy but uh <laughs> <laughs> the second one i didn't so they dropped that and i was like yes and i am pretty sure they will get the third one i don't think that's going to be a nintendo exclusive but we we never know so yeah, yeah. i think it's awesome and you know there's going to be a complaint that we're not getting certain games right now everyone's going to instantly say where's fortnite where's apex where's World? you know but we're not we're not there yet they're not to to that that kind of point yet so the games they're bringing i think are pretty good and like Duncan said, being the subscription model and being in beta, they kind of get away with a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. And uh, having a Ubisoft 
uh, channel at, for us anyway, as part of the PC subscription for me and that being Stadia as well. Um, I play a bunch of my Ubisoft games over there now. So uh, it's really cool that they have that on there as well. You, you play it on Luna. Yeah, no. yeah. I play Assassin's Just... Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs and uh, Phoenix all over there on uh, yeah. Luna a good bit. Yeah. The benefit of that is you don't have to worry about finding people to play games with it, right? Because it's True. linked up to PC players. Okay. Cool, cool. And Chief, what's your take? Did, did you even look at this game? No. Okay. <laughs> Moving one is yeah, I was say. not in this country and not my genre. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, so let's hop on to the next news, which is um, I don't know what we want to call this guy, but his Amazon executive, uh, his name is Mark Witten. He left the company and he is now uh, taking a position at Uni- uh, Unity uh, Technologies. So I uh, just want to know again, just thought we'll talk about this. Is this this guy oversell project, like I stated, Fire TV, Kindle, and the upcoming, which is Luna that we know of now. But him leaving, do you think this is a huge blow? Are you guys concerned? Or do you think Amazon has other people who are just going to step in and take his spot and do a better job, potentially? So anyone just hop in. I think now is the best time to find somebody new while they're in beta um whereas you know other services now are looking at maybe somebody new and it's a lot more complicated um beta is the best time to switch switch leadership because you can refocus more easily i think with the mantle being passed over some other internal changes are being made with the guy from the i forget his name of the CTO of cloud services coming in to CEO, they're clearly making the moves to be much more cloud first. And I think Luna firmly sits in the cloud architecture. So they're going to want to show off AWS. And I think Luna's going to be to Amazon what GeForce Now is to NVIDIA. It's going to be a showcase of their cloud services and what they can do. So they are going to want to show off Luna to the best of its abilities because it's going to be sitting on the AWS architecture. So I think that's probably why they're rolling it out slowly because AWS has a very good reputation right now and they probably don't want to roll Luna out too quickly and jeopardize that relationship. So I don't think him leaving is a negative. I think it's probably some internal reshuffling and I'm quite excited to see what happens with Luna going forwards because AWS is a huge player in the cloud, so what they could do in cloud as far as gaming is concerned is pretty unlimited, considering they already have quite a good relationship with NVIDIA. They've got all their Tesla GPUs and all their systems already integrated, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Again, uh, Chief, thanks for stepping in. Like I said, I'm on daddy duty, so the kiddo it comes in to talk to me. So you might see me do that once in a while. But Chief's got it covered. Um, again, anyone else hop in on this topic? If not, let's... Uh, I'll, I'll just jump in quickly. I, I'm not that concerned, but I'm more interested in the same who's going in, going to replace him. Is he going to be uh, someone from the gaming market or is it just going to be a more generic sort of person? Uh, that is going to be the, and that sounds really bad, but I think you know what I mean. Uh, 
But with the the new guy of Amazon taking over being the big cloud-focused guy coming from AWS, I'm not concerned. And with the comments from a couple of weeks ago as well, that they're back in gaming and they're still back in gaming, I'm not that concerned. It's not like they're... uh, no-balling gaming, half a billion a year just in Amazon games, I think, uh, is I'm showing that they're back in gaming. I still want to see more from Luna, obviously, but I'm not concerned at this moment in time. Okay. We'll just have to see who replaces them. Yeah. The only the only way that I'd be concerned is if it was Phil Harrison jumping ship. <laughs> oh, oh, Lordy. All right. We got, we got a lot of that to talk about later on. Dang, you have to go there, man. You have to go there, huh? I did, I did. Oh gosh, that's hilarious. All right, right so... he, he replaced him. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. I think his name right. is Andy Jassy or something like that. That has been brought over for Amazon, and that's one of the reasons I was talking about the slow bake because that article or his quotes that had come out were really talking about understanding that it's going to take years and years to build. Uh, something up so it, that showed that they were already coming in committed to many years of luna to to see where they could take it so that at least the the right sound was coming out from them and uh, i know chief wasn't too sure earlier i didn't get a chance to jump in but uh if you do have the fire stick or whatever you can use an xbox one controller or other bluetooth controller and play as well you don't necessarily have to get the luna controller it will work so someone was actually asking about that in the comments so hopefully that answered your question but good to know i haven't even tested that yeah Cool. Cool, cool. All right. So the next thing, and again, hop in if you still want to give your take on that, but Luna is now making it available to where you can purchase DLC. I think Metro, I forgot which one. I don't know if it's Exodus or... It was was Exodus. Exodus. Okay. Right. And you can now purchase the Sam, whatever the heck the name of that DLC is. But This is quite interesting because, again, this, I feel like, opens the door to potential other moves that they can do. Uh, For instance, purchasing games, right? So just want to check in with you guys and see how big of a move this is. Is this something that, you know, excites you guys? Are you guys like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. This doesn't mean much. So let's check in with Alts. What's your take on, on this? Of course, it's a good step. For my cloud services, I've always wanted to add games, purchase them, and the DLC comes with it. So if they can, can they start adding this to Luna, especially when it's coming out of the beta phase, I'd be so excited to start actually purchasing games that's sort of outside their subscription models. So I welcome seeing this. Of course, this is not a game that I'm really happy to see, DLC-wise, but it's a good step in the right direction for the first step. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on this? Yeah, because Luna is a hybrid anyway. Like they run games like Stadia on some of the games, and they run st- games like GeForce Now on others, like that are full PC. It's really weird. They have like yeah. optimized games just for Stadia that run more console like, and then they also have like PC, full PC version of games like Valhalla and stuff. They run like that. Uh, so yeah, why not be a subscription model and a purchase model? You're you're already kind of a yeah. hybrid of everything anyway. Find the best of everything that works, and very much like Game Pass, I love the idea that while you're subscribing, you can play these games. But if a game is leaving, here's a discounted price to buy it and keep it in your library. Why not? There's no right. reason not to do that. It shouldn't upset anybody that the option is there. Sure, good point. I I think the difference is that Luna was originally marketed as like more of a Netflix for games, which Stadia never really tried to be. Um, the the downside 
I, I had mixed I had mixed feelings about it at first. I think it's good because it's a good way for them to make extra profit as long as they keep um, free games on there and you can buy the DLCs when needed. Yeah. I I think Luna's uh, like Jared was saying, just trying to fi- they're trying to figure things out. It seems like they are throwing things around to see what sticks. But yeah, I'm interested to see what they actually end up but with for sure. It's Go very ahead. dangerous because imagine buying the DLC and then they remove the game from the subscription <laughs> and you just ended up with the DLC. So they have to sort of promote the game as this is not going anywhere anytime soon. So that's a great point, Holtz. I didn't even think about that, but that yeah. is the reality of the situation. Uh, I'll jump on my wee point because it's something to do with that as well. I I think you're going to be able to buy the game just like Game Pass. I just haven't said it as yet. Uh, I think the the way Luna is going, and this is going to sound a bit weird the way I'm going to say it, like not everything I normally say. Luna is going to be a subscription based service first, but you're going to have you can buy games on the side. Well, uh, that's going to be like the X Cloud model as well. You're going to it's going to be subscription first and then buy games on the side while state is the opposite where it's more focused on buying games first and the subscription on the side i know that's it's just a different point of view and i think that for the cloud-based services it's actually better to be the subscription first when buying games separate because you're not going to lose anything that way in quotes, you're just going to lose your game save, but you're not going to lose anything like that. So I, I have no concerns with the, the buying of uh, DLC, and I think it's it's going to be par for the course. Uh, it's Metro Exodus is leaving, Luna. You can continue your to have this game, and you can get it for a special fee of $15 since it's leaving, so you can keep your thing just to, exactly like Game Pass. So I think it will... They'll give you the option to buy it, and they're going to give you a discounted price for it as well before it leaves. So, in a way, if that's the case, that puts it in Stadia's category, the fact that you can now actually purchase games. Yeah, but right. I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that but Luna's, Luna's model is going to be, they're going to be subscription first, right. and the buying the games is a secondary thing, while yeah. Stadia's is actually, you're want, they're wanting you to buy the games mm-hmm. first before mm-hmm. you get the subscription. Yeah. If that makes a bit of sense. Yeah. That's interesting. Like Let's... Game, Pass model, right? Where, you know, game is rotating and out of subscription, but you can still yeah. buy them at any point. Yeah. Let's see how this plays out. Um, it, it definitely has me excited for sure. Let's see how, uh, what they end up doing with this service. It's quite exciting. All right. So anyone else want to hop in uh, with the DLC? If not, we'll move into the next platform. All right. Uh, Just do one thing, just really, really quick. Uh, It looks like Amazon are going to be targeted in the UK and France. Uh, Their Amazon Games uh, people are advertising for community managers for both UK, France, and the wider European Union. So uh, that is something just to keep an eye on. That's Amazon Games. That is not Luna. But if it's like Xbox and PlayStation, it's going to be pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so this is probably an indication that uh, Amazon are maybe starting to look over the side of the the wee pond. Okay, I, I would say that Luna is a division of Amazon Games, so I think it's just going to be a, a kind of branch going forwards. And yeah. I, personally, I don't think we're going to see much more from Amazon Luna, you know, widespread. And then maybe that's what they're gearing up until New World's ready, because I know that New World's been given a date again. 
I forget what that is right now. But um, I did, do remember seeing the email a week or two ago saying we've basically got a new date for New World, which I think was May. August 31st is the August 31st. Oh, it's been pushed back again. Yeah. Okay. July 31st so, is the beta. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah, we get the beta in July. So, I'm expecting probably around June, July, we're going to start seeing Luna much more widespread. And you know, we they already teased New World on Luna. It's the perfect platform to get it yeah. to people. That game is huge. It's built on Lumbiard, it's built on AWS already. So it'd be a perfect game to roll out and showcase the platform. And it, sorry to bring Stadia up, but this would, you know, if if done right, this can be like, this is, you know, in a way what Stadia should have been, right? Uh, first party, killer exclusive, pushing your platform forward. Um, but I, I don't think they should have put another date on that game. It goes back to the cyberpunk set. If that game gets delayed one more time, I feel like people are gonna be an an uproar. I mean, don't set a date until you know, no, no for sure that's going to be, you know, a thing that happens. But hopefully releases August thirty, whenever. But I just hope it doesn't get delayed because they're gonna hear it, right? Cool. All right, so let's move on to G Fruit. We spent some time on Luna, man. That's crazy. It's good. <laughs> so let's move on to GFIS now. Um GFIS now Thursday continues. And if you guys, I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware, but there's a big demo that was released, which was the outrightest demo. But they ran into some issues, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But I do want to talk about the games that are available for GeForce Now this week. In total, there's 12 of them, right? Art of Rally, Curse of the Dead Gods, Eve Online. Uh, I can never say this. Labyrinth of Refrain. Uh, wish you're in that, probably. Say it, Chief. Labyrinth. Or anyone. Labyrinth of Refrain. There we go. Thank you. Might and Magic Heroes 7, Observer System Redux, Old School RuneScape, The Outriders Demo, Project High Rise, Rogue Heroes, Runes of Tesos, System Shock Demo. Oh, System Shock. Oh, I have to. I didn't. Mm, okay. Tank Mechanics Simulator. I didn't know System Shock release, man. Oh, it's it's just a demo. The the game's actually releasing later this year. Uh, I was going to make a joke about that, and that was the big demo of the week. Cause I don't like writers. Yeah. <laughs> I I for some reason did not catch that. I have to test it out now. Cool, but anyway, these being the games with GFS now. What's y'all's take on these games? We talked about last week would give them a pass, right? Because again, they focus highly on indie titles. And we were saying if they come again this week with a weak lineup, right? We're going to give them a lot of heat. So where are things at with this release? Do you guys feel like they did a good job rebounding? Are you guys still not satisfied with these releases? So to get started, Holtz, what's your take on the GeForce now? No, none of them games announced, apart from the demo, really excites me. I'm pretty fuming with GeForce now. I'm not really a happy bunny. Being my bonnet and stuff like that, because I did say a few weeks ago that I was looking forward to maybe Persona 5 Strikers coming to the likes yeah. of GeForce now, really exciting me. It was on the top Steam sale charts this week. Um, I wouldn't say it was the highest, but it was quite you know 
well-selling game, very positive reviews. And when I saw it, I was like, oof, maybe this will come to cloud. Nothing. Mm. And then now we're on week two. You know, you promised me that you're working with um, the Epic Store. And, you know, once again, Kingdom Hearts is an exclusive on yep. the likes of Epic Store. And I thought to myself, wouldn't that be a great partnership to get people to jump on board GeForce now? Nope. Yep. So I've waited two weeks now, and I'm just not happy with the games that are coming that could cater for me. Yeah. And they have Square Enix support already, right? Square, they have Square, Square, coming, yeah. so. And Square Enix said they're going to support cloud, so what is the problem? I yeah. just don't understand what the problem is. Oh. So I've been, I've been scratching my head, and then when I've seen, seen Outriders, I really wanted to jump on board and play it, but because I've already pre-ordered it for Stadia, I just didn't want it to waste my time. So but it's been a big... When I've been looking on YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that, a lot of people have mixed reviews, so it made me like, oh, well... Maybe I'm glad I stepped away from the demo because I wouldn't have been happy not having the RTX and certain features that are missing. So, even in the Discord, when you were asking about it, you got like a mixed reaction, right? Chief and myself were like, I was pretty cool. Of course, it sounds really really good. You know what I mean? The gear. The Gear Division of Destiny, this game. I thought <laughs> I love them free games. That that should yeah. sell it for me, but I just don't know what's the matter. Yeah. I thought all the people that liked them games would have come up and said, Yes, it's a must buy. But mm. when you when you were given their viewpoint, it made me a bit skeptical. I was like, I definitely need to try it mm. before I actually buy it. But I just hold it off. Yeah. Because of the um the servers down on Xbox was down, GeForce now had late <laughs> to bring it, so I just didn't want to jump yeah. into it. We'll, we'll talk more about uh, AAA releases in GeForce Now, but let's check in with Duncan. What's your take on these 12 games coming to GeForce Now this week? Uh, like I was making my bad joke, the big demo came in System Shock, uh, which I haven't actually played yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, this week, they got the bit in the most talked about game going, which was the, or if you call it the game, the Outriders demo, uh, sort of end it uh, with uh, the other platforms. But uh, I think it's it's just a GeForce Now week where it is solid. It's uh, there's They're just building up the library. Again, uh, there's a couple of games I would play. Uh, Project High Rise, I've got a my library. I don't mind that. Might and Magic, it's an old old school game. Uh, again, it, it's just it's just solid. It, 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 there's nothing much you can say about it. But they did pick up the Outriders demo, and that it, that is the talking point of this weekend. And yeah. What, what can, there, I don't think there's much that could have added to that unless they really dug deep into their library and uh, tried to get some games going. But I don't think they really needed to this week because of the secured the Outriders demo. So actually, I want us to give this a grade. Um, so, Holtz, what, what grade would you give this week's lineup? Um Probably four, just for the just for the Outriders demo. Because in four the end, it, once again, four out of ten. It's great for the people that like all these simulators and all this stuff. It's great. But to me, I just wanted to hear news that other developers are coming back on board. I would have screamed joy if Atlas joined that library. I would have been happy Square Enix joined it. They've got games already there. And maybe it's just me hyping it up for myself. But I really want this platform to succeed. But when I see these simulators again and again and again, I'm like, oh, it's not for me. Yeah, makes me want to step away from the platform. Interesting, Duncan. What grade would you give it? 
Okay, or marking an iPhone 10. Angle, no. if, if people don't know me, I use the full marks iPhone 10. I will give things a one or a zero. I will give it a 10. So for me, this is a solid six to maybe seven because they got yeah. the Outriders. I don't think it was a home run week. I don't think it was a complete there week. They got the talking point game, even though I don't really like the game. Uh, I'm probably the only one in the panel who don't, who's not a big fan. I think it's well made. You can feel it's well made, but it's not clicking for me. But they've got they've got that game, and I think you have to be objective when you're talking about these things. So I think it's been uh, it's a middle of the road six seven out of ten sort of week. Okay, interesting. How about you, Ben? Where would you rate this? And also, what's your take on the 12 games coming? Um, to be honest, other than the Outriders demo, the only thing that caught my attention was old school, old school RuneScape. Because they had the uh, the current version of RuneScape on there, but being able to go back and play the one the version that I played as a teenager was pretty cool. I haven't gotten to do that yet, but it got me excited. So I'd say probably like a 7. Interesting. 7 out of 10 is... Pretty decent. Higher than everyone else here. Duncan said so, six or seven. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. All right, so Jerry, let's check in with you. How? What? What's your take in these 12 games, and how would you rate GFIS Now games for this week? Uh, so kind of echoing what everyone's saying. Of course, it's there's there's not a lot of big stuff here, and there's not a lot of announcements as far as what's coming. I know Holtz really wants that roadmap of the big developers that are coming back that we would all like to see. Uh, but I'm going to go seven because I'm going to judge it on more than just the games also, but communication has been stellar. They promised 30 games this month. They promised like 20, whatever it was, 23 in January. They blew past it both months. They've, they've had the surprise games granted. Are they games you want to play? Maybe not, but that somebody does. There's a 6 million player base that's growing and, and somebody wants to play them on top of that. The Outriders demo is, well, for me, it's great for one thing, but having it there, because if it was a regular demo that didn't carry your progression, that didn't, you know, stick around with you, they're not closing it this weekend, it's open until the game releases, it's like, here, just enjoy as much of this as you want to till the game comes out. And so because it is that kind of demo, I think it's really important for people that want that jump that, that already maxed up their, their level that they can so far, so when the game comes out, they're already ahead, they're ready to go. And I think Stadia missed the boat on that a little bit because just like Holtz, he's got it pre-ordered there. That's awesome, and I hope the game runs really good there. But he doesn't get to he's got to wait another month. He doesn't get yeah. to feel it and judge for himself sure. or keep his pre-order canceled. He doesn't get to dip that toe and then know his progress is going to be there. So for me, the score is high because communication and promises and bringing a demo like this with Square Enix that's going to actually stick with players and mean something when the game comes out, I, that's why I'm going to go for a 7 with this. But just like other demos before, what I like about the Stadia is I got two hours to try the full featured game. And if I don't like it, I can always refund it. So that's going to be my demo. Full featured game with Stream Connect. Two hours with friends. That's going to be my demo. If I know other players are playing a game before me, it's not going to (laughs) happen. It's not going to happen. I'm not waiting a month. I would literally not be able to sleep at night. I'd be scratching the walls waiting to go try this new game. So I see Chief shaking his head too. He'd be like, no, I am not waiting. Yeah. Yeah. But Steam has a pretty decent return policy as well. Right. So if you were to buy this game in Steam using GFIS now, you can also return. But yeah. Okay. Good point. Let's uh, check in with Chief. What's he taking this, man? So I'd go with the seven as well. 
because damn, there's uh, there's a few things that people have missed that everybody's focusing on the Outriders demo, which is a great get because yes, it is cross play, cross progression when we go to the full game, which is a huge deal, and you know it's playing as well as it can be with no ray tracing and you know, motion blur stuck things like that, just because it's not active yet, but. Hopes if you're going to play on Stadia, you're not going to get RTX anyway, so you're not going to miss out on anything. Just saying. Um, but you no know, system shock. I'm really interested to see that. That's a great day and date demo, basically. But there's two other games that were actually only released this week that also are on GeForce now, um, which have just been overlooked. And that was um, it's very mixed reviews. Not my thing, but Rogue Heroes only released this week. And something that's been quite a talk, and I'm surprised Holtz didn't pick up on this, of Curse of the Dead Gods. So that's been quite a, a popular indie title again this week. And obviously, last week they had Valheim, and Valheim's still dominating pretty much everything at the moment. I think it was last time I checked in the top three Steam concurrent player list again, and I think they blew through something like 5 million copies or some stupid number um, earlier this week. So... You know, they're getting the games and things like Dyson Sphere program the week before. They've been getting the indie titles, so they are still indie or simulator titles, but they're hugely popular ones. So you know, they are getting the right games. And 11 games, this is what well, I think they did 11, 12 last week. You know, as Jerry said, they committed to 30 this month, and actually they've done probably closer to 40 with a few of the surprise games in there. So really is good. And the other thing that people overlooked is EVE Online. EVE Online is still huge. Not a game that I've ever managed to get into, but now people can play that on their phones if they want to. You know, if they are needing their EVE Online fix and they need to protect their resources or jump in for a clan war or whatever, now they can do it from pretty much anywhere. So I think that this has been a really solid week for GeForce now. The only reason why I'm marking them down is because they made us wait for the Outriders demo for... We're gonna get out. to that. We're gonna get to that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we can talk about that a bit later. But, yeah. Uh, you know, System Shock, uh, Eve Online, Curse of the Dead Gods. You know, it's a solid week. They're pretty big games, and who doesn't want to be a tank mechanic? Me, I don't want to be a tank mechanic. <laughs> I, too high, I, but... I, I don't want to be a tank mechanic. I don't want to be a simulator. I don't want to play indie <laughs> games. I want to. So, I wanted. I had a set list of games that I wanted, and I wanted them. And it, you can't just cater for me. It's great you've got choice. I'm glad people like the games, but I'm just being stubborn. I wanted it for me. Just, so I'm just one week. Just one week. Playing? I can praise. Just one week. I can praise it. I'm really surprised you're not playing Curse of the Dead Gods, man. Hmm. So. Hold on, let me ask you, are you a PC gamer? Like Yes, yes. But my PC, see my PC game is like I'm a I'm a big coach RPG from like the likes of you know Final Fantasy. I love playing like Shimigami Tenchi's personas. Yeah. I love playing it like that's by Atlas and those, all those these like P- PlayStation games. Yeah, but they're also on PC now, and that's where yeah. I've been playing them of late. So when okay. I'm sitting there saying it's connected to the Steam library and on the Epic Store certain games, I'm like, oh, why can't they bring them games to GeForce now? So Okay, so so, like, take away those games. Um, would you say, like, traditionally, like playing well, Eve Online and well, um... well, to me, no, no, none, none okay. of space, space Sims. But to me, you know, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven dropped really well on price, 
and I actually seen Outriders for a decent price, sort of like 33% off. So I thought, oh, if I buy them games, I can play them on GeForce now. So there's something that is. I'm glad they got the big AAA titles to make me go to that platform. But I'm talking about when I'm thinking about my Steam library, Epic library, Uplay library. It's not on there to sort of drag me over. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So me personally, I rate this at a five, five, possibly six. And the reason why I'm going to, I rated it at a three early before I read these games again, but System Shock demos one that I've been looking forward to and didn't also that boosted it up two points. But I'm not a big fan of these games, just like last week as well. It's, I mean, I, I hear you guys with the Outriders demos. Good that they got it, right? Again, something Stadia doesn't have. So kudos to them. But I, <sighs> I don't know, man. These these games just when I read them, just like okay, 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 okay. But it's, it's the okay. same like when we see Xbox there sneakily in getting games that the competitors are going to get in advance. And part of me is like, well, why didn't GeForce now say we don't have to have a subscription? We'll add Day Five onto our library. They're not being competitive enough to stop me going to other platforms. Yeah, but it's yeah. not up to GeForce now. That's the problem. It's up to the, the publisher. publisher. Yeah, but if yeah. GeForce now should be saying as as a marketing gimmick, they should be going to the developer. Come on, just add your games here. Well, they have. Yeah. Do they yeah. steal from under the nose of somebody recently? Yeah, I am not. I mean, just being real, these games are not like. I mean, we give Stadia a lot of flack with their mediocre games. I again. There, there are games that left GeForce Now in the past, right, that they can bring back that would make a lot of noise. I mean, realistically, these games are just mediocre games, and I feel like they should, you know, again, second week, we said if we come back this week and they have a mediocre release, we should give them flag. And I believe this, take out the out- Outriders demo, realistically, this is a mediocre release. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. what, what I would say here, again, we're, this is where our difficulties sort of come in when we're comparing the different platforms. If, if these games landed on, say, Luna this week, or these games landed on the uh, Stadia this week, that would be a bumper week for them, if we're, if we're going to be perfectly honest. If these games landed on Stadia this week, and then we would say Luna's had an absolutely smashing week this week. They've got the how many games they've brought on. The games may not be that good, but they've brought a load of games. That would be the same for Stadia. Again, I'm not making... I, I've, I've said what my thoughts are in the games. I, I think it's just a solid week. They're just dropping more games. But I think we've got different standards for different platforms, and I think we just need to be... Uh, I think it's something just we need to keep an eye on as well. Let, let, me, ask, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, Ace. What games would you like to see on there? It's a great question. Kind of like what hosts were talking about, right? Uh, the personas, I mean... Games, uh, for instance, let's. So, Gray, you you got me in this spot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when we no, get... I I would like to see, see uh, Persona come back. I would like to see again. I know we're not going to get Activision games back, but fight for Bethesda. Why? Why? I know Microsoft made the acquisition, but Bethesda is still on Google Stadia. Can we get some of those games back, please? Doom Eternal, I would like to see back. Like those games that left, I would like to see more of those games back instead of these. I'm we're seeing a lot of indie titles 
And again, no offense, people love the Indies, but I feel like, again, we talk about quality over quantity. And I feel like we're seeing more quantity than quality titles in GeForce Now platform. And that's, that's just my take on here. Like I said, I would like to see like stuff like the best fighter, Tekken 7. Tekken or maybe, 7. Or maybe it's Rivals. Project Combat, Cars, yeah. yeah. Project yeah. Cars 3, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Just, you know, Day 5. Just stuff Day like, 5. Yeah, other people are getting at the same time. That's all I'm asking for. Well, then let's get on Twitter and tell them. <laughs> Again, <laughs> though, I know. I know it's not, yeah, I know it's not up to them. Like they said, it's up to the uh, devs, right? They have the opt-in program. Maybe we should make more noise on a weekly basis and wake the devs the hell up. But yeah, um, but that that's my take on it. But yeah, do we? But, but I'll be upset if I, if I'll be upset if I went to Twitter to start harping on and he just said no. And I, I, I'm still. <laughs> that's why I'm a bit biased against them. I'm like, well, you know, why yeah. why is not everyone cheering for these games? I mean, I might be just a minority, but I'm like, come on. Yeah. If you look at Reddit, there is quite a few campaigns that go on that are quite successful with people bringing or getting on to the publishers and making noise about GeForce Now. And they go, okay, actually, yeah, we'll bring it back because all we've got to do is talk to NVIDIA and tick a few boxes. It happens a lot. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks. I'm going to be, finally, these games are amazing. Nine, and you're going to go free. And I'm going to go, no. So let's talk about this issue where GeForce Now struggles to get AAA game working on lunch day. Now we had this issue with Cyberpunk. We have this issue with Outriders demo. Um, There's another game that I'm drawing the blank on that released and no one could play it on lunch day. Um, it, it took a couple hours and eventually, what was that? Hitman. Hitman. Hitman was another one. So, do y'all see this as an issue? And what what do you guys think can be done? Because as content creators too, I know timing is key. And I I see our shots blowing up like Jerry, you and Chief, you trying to get on to make these videos. And it's not. I saw Meg trying to stream. Um, what was she trying? It was Outriders uh, demo, and she couldn't as well. It's just, it's a pain. And I think this is an issue that needs to be addressed. Just want to know where you guys are with this situation. So to start, Jerry, what's your take? Oh, wait, Chief, you want to go at it first? Yeah, I was just going to say, this is one of the biggest surprises for me because Steam, you know, they're integrated with Steam, has the game obviously ahead of the time to release, bang on release time. So I, I just don't understand how GeForce Now hasn't got that beta or early access to that Steam version to do this onboarding. I don't know why. It took them six hours after the release time to actually get it up and running. So I'm not sure what needed to be done it was a steam game surely it just it was already added to their library they should have had some testing and go live I, it's a complete mystery to me how they can't get those games in advance when they know exactly when it's going to release and go live so you know, jerry may have a different take but it, it is something that completely mystifies me to be honest mm. jerry what's your take it it is annoying <laughs> for sure. I mean, I guess day and date is day and date, not hour and date, but 
it, I have emailed them a couple of times on this and you guys probably have too, when we're waiting on a game, I've emailed and said, you know, where is this? Why is it delayed? I have a bunch of people asking me, this continues to be an issue. And then the only real response I always get is something like once the game goes live, it takes us a while to get it up, to get it going. Mm -hmm. So I feel like while developers don't have to do much, but tick a couple of boxes, I feel like whatever's happening with the rights or whatever's going on, they're not allowed to get that game mass ready until like it launches like the mm. day it's launching and that's the feel i keep getting from the responses and from what i'm seeing so there needs to be a change going forward especially as uh geforce now is getting more clout getting more popular and more developers are actually kind of turning eye to them i think they'll be able to change that in the near future and get it to where okay if you're going to opt in we need three days or we need five we, we have to get access like other you know and get that in there and get it ready to go because i think they're just absolutely not able to even do anything to get it ready until like the day of launch that's really what it feels like it's hmm. it's got to be like a legal issue with like preloading because you're not preloading on a personal machine you're preloading on server blades and they're just maybe they're not allowed to do it until it launches um and so it takes them several hours i, I don't know that they haven't told us but that would be like my theory is there's a legal issue with that with the developers that's actually a very good point ben yes all three of those games they've had issue have had no preload mm-hmm. on pc or any platform, to be honest. Mm. So maybe that is the issue, because the games that have been allowed to preload have launched yeah. on time. Yeah, so imagine that. It's like, here's our game. It just came out three minutes ago. Now <laughs> launch it to millions of players. And that's kind of yeah. what it yeah. feels like. So right. and well, even well, Steam well, will suffer. A game will come out, and we'll go to download it, and we're like on Discord saying, it won't even download. Like, yeah. you can't even access the freaking <laughs> thing because it didn't have a preload, and everybody's hammering it. So, yeah. I mean, it's not a good message, is it? Instant play your games, but we have to install it on our servers. Come back in six hours on GeForce now. So, yeah. and and it could be that they don't want it to roll out to only partial servers. They want it all or nothing. So maybe it takes them six hours because it takes that long for them to load it on all their server blades. Hmm. So this this tells me that this is going to be an issue moving forward, right? So. I mean, how how do you resolve this? Is there a solution to this issue? Right. I mean, so to, to me, it's ahead. more of a legal issue than a technical issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd need the developers to release it to them beforehand so they could get it ready. Um, if they're not willing to do that, then it's not going to happen. Interesting. So bets no as content creators moving forward. When a AAA game is possibly come to Jufus now, you might not be able to play that game same day release as same time release as uh, normal traditional PCs and consoles. Right? So just they did hit it day and date just for me. I think it was about quarter to midnight yeah. when when I finally got access to it. Yeah. So they, I guess, will bring it day and date, but just timing might be a little off. So just, I guess, know that going forward. But again, just want to point that out. That's an issue. Again, GeForce now needs to be aware of that and work and find a solution and address that. Right. It, 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 it looks very stressful, and I'll be that type of person that if I had cross-play this game, and my friends were playing on different different whatever, and they were six hours ahead of me. I don't think I'll join the game with them. I think I'll just be stubborn, cross my arms, and say, "Nope, you're too advanced for me now," and I'll give up. So, 
Yeah, these, this is one of those games that you gotta, you know, it's like Destiny. You can't fall behind, right? <laughs> like, if you don't have the proper gear, if you don't, if you're not as high level enough, you you will get left behind. So, the way timing is crucial for this, quite important. Sure. Cool. All right. So let's quickly talk about XCloud. Um, I don't know if we hit this yet, but again, they did we hit it. Uh, 1080p support for okay. Um, 1080p. Uh, the Windows Central just wrote an article on this to where it looks like uh, Microsoft is gearing to start. I think they're in the testing phase right now. 1080p on mobile devices instead of 720, and that is exciting. Again, we've stated on here, Microsoft X Cloud has the most potential. Um, that if they release everything that they said they plan on working on this year, that, man, xCloud is going to be a force to be reckoned with. So this being one of them, 1080p support. How excited are you guys for this? And when do you guys think we'll be seeing it? So to get started, Duncan, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think we could actually spend only two hours on XCloud X alone because there has been an absolute ton of news for the XCloud. We had this breaking tonight. We also had the news during the week about the XCloud only games coming uh, as well. They're mm-hmm. going to be focusing on that. They've got panels coming up in the next couple of weeks. At, oh, this went out from my head again. I keep forgetting. They've got a developers uh, things coming up and there's a number of XCloud only sort of panels as well. XCloud is coming and it's coming on strong here. Uh, from the tweets by Tom Warren and uh, Jez uh, of Windows Central, it looks like it's pretty soon. I think we're talking weeks, if maybe a month or two at the very most before this gets rolled out to PC and iOS. So we are starting to see this all start to kick off. This is going to be the really exciting part now of the of the cloud wars, uh, if we're going to call them that, because Microsoft are coming out to play, and it looks like they're coming out pretty hard now. So this is going to be extremely exciting, and they're also bringing out uh, streaming from uh, a browser as well. I think this is what the Tom Warren was tweeting about. Oh. You can check out the Verge, where you can actually uh, stream from or from your Xbox Series X as well. So you're going to have the combination of absolutely everything going forward. This is going to be a real interesting couple of weeks and months now for xCloud. And I'm really excited to see where it's going. And again, all both the articles were talking about the Series X hardware as well. So that still seems to be on course maybe for this year as well. Yeah. Hey, good job. You... Put all that news out there, but yeah, X Cloud again, a lot of potential, and they're working on a lot of stuff again. When that all becomes available, it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. What's your take on this, Holtz? Uh, all this stuff, X Cloud is working. Well, see, I love the idea that they've got 1080 there available for people that want it and have, have the option for 720. But I need them to start saying that in the in the in the potential future and the near future, so to say, they're actually going to up it till 4K with great HDR and stuff like that, because the games that I actually want to play on xCloud, I don't think I'll be very happy playing them on 1080, especially when, like, displays on tablets and phones are sort of shifting to that sort of higher resolution. So to me, I don't... It doesn't really excite me just offering 1080. I mean, good point. Good point. 
And it's better I'm, than seven twenty, though. <laughs> it is better than seven twenty, but great. Yeah. It is better than, but it's still not a big, huge leap. And like I said, I'm more of a, you know, having features like HDR or RTX and that that will shine a game at ten eighty. But at the moment, Xbox doesn't have that. So just saying ten eighty, it makes me think. Mm. And it's great, you know. I mean, I will want to play on the browser. It made me play direct stream to my Series X, and I'm lucky to have one. So. I'll just rather pick that fidelity and have the better resolution in HDR than actually playing a 1080 stream. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jerry, what's your take? I cannot wait. I can't wait for the expansion of xCloud. I'm, you know, not being a huge Android user other than my Shield TV Pro. I don't get to experience xCloud and it doesn't run great side loaded on the pro for me. It's very hit and miss and I can't wait for the apps, for the browser, for it to be on Series X and I really want to be able to try it out everywhere. This 1080p thing, and Duncan mentioned this earlier, I mentioned Luna being a slow bake. xCloud has been a slow bake for a long time. Mm -hmm. Jump from 720 to 1080 using the existing hardware that they have is kind of like the in-between point to give something a little bit better while we're waiting for the 4K and the the Blade upgrades, which so far Microsoft is still saying this year 4K streaming and the new Blades are coming. Yeah, It could get delayed, of course, till next spring, and I wouldn't be surprised. But if they do pull it off this year, that would be awesome. And uh, I think Luna will do the same thing between fall and spring as they start to roll out of beta or whatever they do, because they're also saying 4K is coming. So the fact that they're at least all saying 4K is coming is awesome. But I I can't wait. And I have people ask me all the time, why would you want to stream xCloud at 1080 on your Series X instead of play full fidelity? Well, for one reason, to try the game before I take up that precious, precious hard drive space and to see if I like it, you know, (laughs) instead of waiting for a download. I don't know how many games I've downloaded and deleted 20 minutes later because I was like, yeah, no. Um, but being able to stream those and try those would be awesome. So we need Xcloud everywhere, and I'm I'm really excited. You guys know I'm a big Xbox fan, so I, I can't wait to be able to get my hands on Xcloud a lot more. Cool, cool. How about you, Ben? What's your take on this? I mean, I'm, to be honest, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if they got 1080p up by April because that would be, what, the one-year marker since they released Xcloud? Mm. beta um because that would be kind of like the you know an anniversary kind of upgrade um oh so it wouldn't surprise me i I don't know if they're gonna have it ready in time but i think that would be kind of convenient because they can say hey look for our one-year anniversary enjoy 1080p on your phones you know they're gonna do some hopefully (laughs) i shouldn't say you know but hopefully they do something special for the one year but that would be a good thing to push right to celebrate the one year anniversary. Mm. I didn't even think of that. Cool. Okay. Chief, what's your take on this? Uh, yeah, it's they're making all the right strides, isn't it? and it seems like we're banging the same drum week after week that xCloud is doing the right thing or Xbox is doing the right thing. They started with keeping xCloud in beta, rolling it out to Android, getting that feedback, adding bespoke touch controls they rolled out another 13 bespoke touch control games this month so rather than just chucking the generic one out there obviously custom built for those games so they are really making moves in that um the upgrade to 1080 is brilliant because i think that that's actually coming in line with looks like the windows app so 1080 streaming on windows which you know then matches geforce now so we can't knock it for that and luna so they're not going above and beyond with the 4K yet, but obviously they want to check the load and see what the usage is on 1080. As far as mobile goes, Holtz, 
we don't really talk about this very much, but I'm really surprised at how good a 720 stream looks on a phone. Now, when you blow that up with NVIDIA AI upscaling to 4K, it's very noticeable. You get some pixelation of the bits and pieces, but I've got a Pixel 4a and that's a 2K, pretty much a 2K screen. And that 720 stream looks like I could be playing it on my TV downstairs, fine. So I'm not quite sure, just maybe the pixel densities of the phones just cover up a lot of that stuff, like TVs cover up 4K and stuff. So that 1080 on a phone, for like the larger phones, like even I guess a right fold, a 1080 stream is going to look superb, I would imagine. And even like on Galaxy S20s and things like that. So right, I can't wait for it to come to iOS because I only use Androids for testing bits and pieces. It's not my main driver. So having it in the browser and that support is looking good because we've also had the report this week of them testing the new Xcloud app which allows the higher fidelity streaming from Xbox. Because, uh, again, something that's not really talked about a lot, but the streaming from Xbox at the moment is still capped at 720. So even though I'm sat in the same house on my Wi-Fi with my Series X downstairs, if I stream from my Series X, I'm still only getting a 720 stream. And that's the next thing that they're also uncapping. Now, I don't know, I haven't read the full article, whether that's being uncapped to whatever my device can support and whatever my network can support or just 1080 still i'm imagining it's just gonna globally increase the cap to 1080 so they are as we've said before just taking it slowly and making sure that as they make these upgrades everything works they're not just gonna jump to 4k and watch it all fall apart they're gonna go okay let's let's do it to 1080 can our does that mean that they're upgrading to series s blades to test 1080 or are they just pushing the one S's? So it'd be very interesting to see. But when they do finally go up to those Series X boxes, I think we're going to see a lot of things change. Not just quality, but you know, the Series X has got the capture in there. It can do 4K capture clips at 30 seconds. It can do the immediate sharing to all your socials. You know, if that's just being used for Cloud Blades, then potentially all of that stuff could be unlocked pretty quickly. Just for the cloud and then you've got 30 second 4k clips on your cloud streaming so i think this is going to be a very big year for xcloud and this is just the start and what can we say about the communication you know they are keeping us informed all the way through we're seeing these articles coming out where the verge and stuff have got early access and it's keeping that hype going so i think all in all very exciting for xcloud right now okay so xCloud to me um, again a lot of potential but come this fall if they haven't started meeting on these promises I'm going to have a lot to say I'm just going to be real Um, because again we should not beta now (laughs) I'm not giving them any any um, grace here because again a lot of promises we can say the same we're going to talk about Google next. And uh, a lot of the reasons why they're in the hot seat is because some of the promises they made at GDC and Phil Harrison shooting for the moon and, you know, not getting anywhere close. I feel like they're kind of doing that right now. We ask Cloud promising all these things. And by the end of this year, if we don't see it, 
they're going to be in the hot seat. Just being real. Um, I, I, I think the difference is Microsoft is reminding us of those promises, whereas Google just kind of pretended that they forgot about them. Tell me more. Like they didn't bring, they just kind of ignored family sharing. Like people kept asking about it and they're like, oh, you know, it, it'll come sometime. But they didn't really like reinforce those promises at all. <laughs> Same thing with state share. Like all those features that they promised, like on at GDC, they just completely were silent about until the day of the release. Uh, whereas Microsoft is continually reminding us of the goals that they have. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I think I think Stadia's done great because the whole point is they did stick to the message. Like when, even though it was a bit slow for me, they did say Fallen Jedi Order is going to come in 2020, and it did come in 2020. They said, "Well, this other game's going to come in the fall," and we all presumed it would be a lot earlier because how we we mistaken when winter fails and um, ends. So in the end, they do have the correct messaging, and you don't have to keep on. I don't want to keep on getting reminded and reminded. You, you tell me a few times, I'll pencil it down myself. Uh, they all, they also said that it was more powerful than the Xbox One X and the PlayStation Four com- combined. Pool combined. I'm waiting. Yeah. All right, so let let's let's get into Stadia. I think we're all uh, wanting to say stuff. Um, so let's let's get into that. But we'll start off with the positive because again, you know, we're cloud game enthusiasts here. Be rooting for Stadia to succeed. Some of you guys might not believe that, but that is the re- truth and the reality of things. We just like in GFUS now, when we spoke about them earlier, if they're not doing something right, we will call them out on it. That's just what we do in this podcast. But again, we like to point out the positive. And this week, they uh, had a game, uh, a game that looks quite interesting. Uh, so let's highlight that, right? Pixel Junk Raiders, it's called. This is going to be a pro game, and there's going to be others as well. Uh, Vichy Invector, which looks pretty good if you're into rhythm games. Um, Pac-Man, Mega Ton of Battles, becoming a pro game, which also is looking pretty good. Um, and I believe Masterpiece uh, called Reigns. I'm not too familiar with that game, but... That also is going to, so they're releasing four games for pro members. But one of those games, again, Pixel Junk Raiders, looks incredible. And I am really excited for that game. Um, But let's start with the pro games and just see what the members of the panel have to say about the games that we get in for March. So to get started with this, um, let's talk to Duncan first. What's he taking the pro game? Okay, uh, I know there's been a lot of mixed reactions out there for the pro games, and for I'm going to shock people. I actually don't mind the pro games this month. I think it's probably one of their stronger months. Uh, again, game choice is all it's all in your eye of the beholder. Uh, Pixel Junk Raiders, absolutely amazing. This is the sort of game I've been wanting on Stadia yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Showing off state share, state share for me is the number one feature for Stadia. This is absolutely amazing looking. And one of the big things for me is about accessibility in games. And one, the, the fact she designed Pixel Junk Raiders to actually be very, very accessible. So uh, I'm rubbish at this game, Ace. Yes. So I send my state share over to you. You help me out. You build bits. You send it back to me. I still I still can't do it uh, after you do it. I chuck it back after I've done bits to it. 
and that you can go backwards and forwards like that. Absolutely brilliant. This is the sort of stuff I've been wanting on Stadia from the word go. Not this hacked on version, what we got with uh, Hitman Flay. This is a proper implementation of State Share. I am extremely excited to actually play this. Uh, the other game which I'm looking forward to play is the Fiji uh, Infector. I probably completely butchered the name there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but a couple of the good things about this is any money made from this game is going to charge, or some of the money from this game is going to charity. Absolutely great. And I actually like rhythm games. The other two games that less said about that, the better. Pac-Man should have actually been a pro game from the start or a free-to-play game. Reigns is a pound fifty or $2 or something anyway. So that's like that's in the floor way, and you can play it on your mobile phone. But the Pixel Junk Raiders and Afici, absolutely amazing, or not amazing. So the games I'm actually looking actually to play is actually picked my interest. Nice, nice. I agree with you. Sol- a solid lineup here, for sure. How about you, Ben? What's your take on these pro games? I mean, I, the Pixel, like I said, or like Duncan's saying, the Pixel Junk Raiders looks awesome. State Share having a game that's exclusive to Stadia that has that built in like the right way unlike hitman 3 um uh, is exciting um i'm kind of i'm interested to see how that's going to turn out um i think the avici game looks like a better version of thumper <laughs> um <laughs> which actually got me kind of excited because i had fun with thumper for about five minutes um i'd rather play a game that looks better that you know is is more engaging not as creepy looking um it just looks like more fun you got to play thumper in vr man that's where it's at that's where it's at great game um but okay cool how about you jerry what's your take go ahead i i still have hopes that they're gonna have a, a secret um pro launch um in the middle of march um, my hope is that they're going to come out because they haven't announced the price for FIFA yet. My hope is that in about a week and a half, we're going to hear, oh, by the way, FIFA's pro. Enjoy. Guys, um, FIFA is not going to be pro. It's, why, it's, why the, it's the only way they can, it's the only way they can build a, a player base right now, because that, that's one of the biggest problems with Stadia is player base. If they want that, they have to have FIFA on pro. But even, even, I mean, we see with, other games that grid right other games that went pro destiny i mean once pro's done they still run into that issue i i don't think stadia has a su- sustainable enough base for pro members even if fifa goes out of pro they'll still run to the issues with finding connectivity Stadia's just not big enough for that. i think i think you're underestimating the european audience of fifa cool. I disagree. I think FIFA's dead. FIFA is completely and utterly dead. If I'm wanting to play FIFA, I'm going to get it where my mates are playing. My mates aren't playing on FIFA or yeah, on, Stadia. on Stadia. FIFA Madden need to be day one releases because FIFA, if you're going to play FIFA, really, I know there will be people playing the pro clubs and things like that. Where most people play FIFA is Ultimate Team and Ultimate Team's season is completely gone so the only way they are going to get any sort of uh, membership is on pro but even then i don't think it's going to be massive yeah well yeah yeah man 
I'm going to buy FIFA, like I stated, and Judgment, and Outriders, and Stadia, but I'm rooting for them. I hope I hope FIFA comes out, it sells like hotcakes, and there won't be any issues with finding players. But keep my finger, I'm, I'm really concerned, but this will be the first pro EA game, so it'll be a big move. Um, but let's let's wait and see. We'll find out pretty soon here, actually. But, Jared, what's your take on this, man? Man, you guys are just filling my head up with too much. First of all, if you talk about VR one more time, I'm going to have to get my first VR. I saw, I've seen so many videos, and Mark has been into it. You've been into it. And uh, it's just one of those things I've been dying to get into for a while. And uh, Duncan also with his quest, too. So I, I definitely am just starting to lean to, like, I got to get in. And when you said play Thumper in, in VR, I was thinking, huh, that that could be different. Because I don't really like that game that much. But if it was nice and trippy coming at me, it might be fun. Um, it's an awesome experience. Yeah. yeah. For me, most of these games don't mean anything um, except Pixel Junk Raiders. And uh, why couldn't we get stuff like this sooner? Because I just feel like the sour taste right now for Stadia a little bit, the, th- the things we've heard about possibilities of how low the player base really is on Stadia, it just makes it difficult. Because this is actually one of those games that I'm pretty excited for, and I can only play it on Stadia. So even if I wasn't going to content create anything on it, which I might not, um, I'm still going to get it and play it because I am interested in it. So that tells me something because even I want to go and and play this game and, and try it out on Stadia. I just wish we were seeing more things like this, more games like this, and sooner because w- when you're in a nosedive, it's really hard to to turn that and, and come back up. And that's where Stadia is at. They're like midway through a straight down nosedive from 30,000 feet, and they're almost out of time to to come back up. So I, I'm excited for Pixel Junk Raiders. I just wish we were getting more of this uh, sooner. And in and, and light to that FIFA thing, yeah, Duncan, it is dead on arrival. Unless you just want to play single player. Um, every multiplayer game experience I've had on Stadia has been horrible because I can't get people to play with without going to some other website or Discord or something for LFG. You can't hardly make anything real happen in Stadia if you don't have friends, which I have zero on my friends list. I don't really do a lot there, but if you don't have a group of guys in real life or people you're playing with online, you can't just match make. It just hardly ever works. And I'm a match make guy. I like to, to random. So yeah, those kind of games, any multiplayer game like that is, is basically dead or is within a week or two of, of its launch. Okay. We need players, man. We need more yeah, players. For sure. Outcasters. Outcasters. <laughs> what you got against Outcasters, bro? <laughs> Try getting a group for Bomberman 64 now. Again, I, I loved when it came out. It's, it's, it's bad. Holtz, where, where you at with these pro games? Well, just like the panel, I, I, the only game I'm really looking forward to is Pixel Junk Raiders. That's the only game this this sort of month that I'm excited for. That Avicii game, that Avicii Vector, I, I don't want to stay away from it. I'm just very not very good at rhythm games, and I just don't like it. So when you said to play it in VR, like, like it's a fun part, I'll just be sitting there spewing up motion sickness, mate. So <laughs> this kind of game, I'm happy that you can all play it, but I, I just couldn't stomach it. Uh-huh. Couldn't stomach it. And the game that I was happy to see, but sort of a bit bitter about it because I paid full price for it, because I wanted to support Bandai Namco, is, you know, I did pay... Pac-Man. I know, I know the panel says like you should have waited till it comes pro, but no now I'm, I'm happy now that I've got a, a second a second one that I can sort of play with my family and stuff like that. We can have sort of two games now. 
So that's good. For the likes of FIFA, yeah, if it comes, I'm one of them people that play single players. I don't match make. I don't like the whole abuse of online. I'd rather just have a handful of friends I can sort of connect with and just have the good time there. So I'll be playing. If, if FIFA did come to pro, I'll be excited. Mm. So okay. I'll be hitting Ace up, just me and Ace playing, <laughs> you know, constant hours of FIFA. Yeah, I am down. I'm down for sure. FIFA's fun. FIFA's fun. Cool, if, it's, cool. if it's pro, I'll play with you guys. I'm not going to pay 50, 60 bucks for a game that's dead. It's not going to be 50, 60. It's going to be like Madden. More like hopefully 20. 1999. Let's hope. The problem I see with FIFA is what's just happened with Madden with Xbox. And what's just happened with Madden and Xbox, or it's just about to happen. Yeah. Go on. There you go, more chief is saying it. <laughs> what is it? I, I think catch it's game pass. Free game pass, EA Play. Um, don't, use the, don't, don't use the word free. It's not free. Yes, it's not free. It is go, it, it is going to I I think it's game pass in the next month or so. Uh, and it's, it's game pass game. And I'm happy anyway because NHL's going uh game pass this month as well, because I'm like I'm in the I'm in the hockey, so uh, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Someone is saying Avicii's amazing. Yeah, so I, I've, I've heard, heard of Avicii music fan say, you know, obviously what happened to him was tragic, but you know, to, play, I, to be able to play a nice rhythm game, chilling to that sort of music, <laughs> is quite cool, I think. I've heard good things about Avicii, and their ratings on Steam are really good. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this is like so feeling. <laughs> this, this is hilarious. <laughs> this just has me rolling. Wow, man, you crazy. You crazy. Ah, that's funny. Wow. Okay, cool. So, pro games. Chief, where 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 do you stand with these? I'm going against the grain again here. So, you know, Pixel Drunk Raiders looks cool. But with all the other games out right now, is it something that I'm going to play? Probably not. It's a, it's going to go into my pro library. Maybe one of the kids might pick up and play. But you know, Avicii, I probably will dive into because I like the music more than the actual game itself. So you know, I will probably have a dive in. But these are all games that I'll probably play for five minutes, think, oh, this is really cool. I'll get back to this eventually. And then they'll sit in my back catalog for however long because mm. I'll be going back to Outriders or Cyberpunk or... Valheim, or <laughs> there's so many other games out right now that will draw my attention away from that. So it's a good pro game. The state share does look interesting, but as you say, player base, who are you going to share it with if nobody's buying it? So Stadia has a huge player problem. Now, I thought when Formula One 2020 went pro, I thought that was going to be a great game. You get loads of people in races. Now, if it wasn't for the Stadia Racing League, it's really hard to get multiplayer matches and any consistency. You get games with two or three players and there's only about five lobbies at any one time that have gone on there. Now, you said with other pro games, my kids play FIFA. They play FIFA 20 because it's on Game Pass. FIFA 21 will be on Game Pass. It, it is upgraded every year and I think Duncan gave a date on this previously. It's like March, April time. I think oh no, it's a bit later actually than you said but you know, if I know that it's coming there, why would I buy it on Stadia? And if it's not got cross-play, it's the end of the season. 
And FIFA 22 is probably only a few months away now, so why are you going to be playing FIFA 21? Well, to me, sure. it's like, even though we say it's on Game Pass, it's definitely not going to be on the cloud side of Game Pass, is it? So when the only platform that has it, FIFA that, in the cloud is Stadia, and that makes me excited. But Madden is. It's Madden, yeah, so, other, so that means Stadia, that means FIFA. I, I, I would say... Play games are on xCloud. Oh, so then FIFA will then as well, won't it? Fold suit. Yeah. FIFA, they're all, uh, you can play Jedi Fallen Order on Cloud. You can do all of them. Hmm. So it, it's a really hard sell when you have access to Game Pass Ultimate to say it's on Stadia. So it's on Stadia, it's on Game Pass Ultimate. So I can play it on Xbox or my phone. Or You've got that ability and I don't have to go and buy it. So I think it's really difficult on that one. And I just want to jump into something you just said, Mark Chief, about F1. F1 was the perfect opportunity for Stadia to actually go out there and publish it. F1 has a massive esports thing, the racing league, absolutely amazing as well. That would have been a perfect one to go out there and really publicize. Look, you can play F1 2020 here, no downloads or anything. You can jump in, in and out anytime you want. Come and join us. And But there is no one playing. Uh, F1's on PlayStation, and I was shocked at the amount of flipping multiplayer lobbies there were. It took me like 30, 40 seconds scrolling the whole way down. Uh, but on uh, Stadia, it's if if it's the Stadia racing community or holding one, that's the only sort of time you, you get one, or if so, one of the content creators out there is holding the lobby. That's the only time you get full lobbies on any of these games, which is just so frustrating. Yeah, so I think we all agree that you know, it it does need more players, but it goes back to the marketing. And I don't want to get into the the pitfall of uh, marketing. I know Ben mentioned Outcasters. I was going to mention Hellpoint, and I was quite vocal about this this week, much to the dismay of quite a lot of people on Twitter. But I was just pointing out a fact, and you know, this is the problem that I have, particularly with Stadia, with their communication, is we had this week on Stadia on Tuesday when they gave us the March Pro games. They gave us two or three games on the store right now. And then two days later on the launch of Outriders demo <laughs> went, oh, by the way, Hellpoint's live. And that was at 11 o'clock, if I remember right, even though it was yeah. at 11 o'clock uh, at night UK time or 10, 11 o'clock UK time, even though the game has been live from about 11 o'clock in the morning UK time, it took them 12 hours to actually get the information sort of out there that the game was there. Sorry. <laughs> so we go back to this whole communication problem and loads of people jumped on the Defend Stadia bandwagon of, you know, it's not up to them when they go live, it's the publisher. It's like, well, actually, it's a bit of both and why... If you, as a platform, you want to shout about a game coming to platform, and Hellpoint has got quite a, a cult following, as some of the other games do, so it would be quite a nice thing. You know, it was a good get for Stadia on a pretty poor week of games being added, if, I'd, if I'm honest. But you know, if they said, oh, we're going to launch it this Thursday, wouldn't you go, mm, there's actually this really other big game that's got loads of people excited being announced on that day. You might want to move it. Because it's coming to Stadia, we could just move it a day or, you know, bring it forward a day and you're going to get a lot more exposure to that instead of going, Thursday, yeah, 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 that sounds good. 
that's just my opinion. But I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, absolutely. Every gaming reporter was talking about Outriders. There's like there was no other game being talked about. You could go into gaming news and it's Outriders, 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 Outriders. Uh, nobody was really talking about much of anything else. So you're you're not going to get any attention on the Stadia drop. It's same old Stadia, week in, week out. There's always some sort of thing, and it's just. I, I, again, I'm going. I'm going. I just want to be very clear in this. I am not blaming Grace and Chris in this. This is a much wider issue. There, it's players up the totem pole here. They are only allowed to say what they're allowed to say. So there must have been some reason why they haven't been able to say that. So again, I am not blaming Grace and Chris. Uh, this 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 goes higher and into different sections. But it, again, it is just totally frustrating. I think everything is getting hamstrung. We'll be probably coming on to this. Everything is getting hamstrung by Google rather than Stadia. Stadia is not like Xbox where they're basically, they can just go do what they want. They know they can sort of do that. Everything has to Everything what Stadia does seems to have to go through Google's many theirs and then come back them down them theirs before they were able to react and stuff. And I, I'm not sure if we're going to be talking about this, but this is the same like that game. What's that game which went to GeForce Now before it went to Stadia? Uh, I, I I think it looks Kickstarter game. The Kickstarter game, uh, Sky Skyrider, Sky Climbers. GeForce now signed it up like that after like a couple of days and Google took about two two weeks to get them signed up. There just seems to be such a massive disconnect between Stadia and Google. Uh, it's just really anno- a- 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 annoying. I think Skyrim has nearly killed Stadia right? because Team Stadia really got behind Skyrim, promoted the hell out of it because they touted that it was coming to Stadia. So they kind of caused a bit of misinformation themselves because they kind of said that they were coming to Stadia, hence everybody Stadia jumped on it and said, promoted this game. And then they went, oh, yeah, we're actually waiting for Stadia to sign the uh, paperwork to say that we can put it on Stadia. And GeForce now went, oh, really? Well, you can just come and sign this piece of paper and put it on GeForce now. And, hey, oh, look, you're on GeForce now. There we go. Oh, okay. You can go back to Stadia. And, and what you've got, you you got your own funds and from a different server. Bring that money over as well. Exactly. So, I I feel that there's going to be a lot of controversy around Sky Climbers going forwards, especially if they don't get those demos onto Stadia when they've got it on the others. Which I think they've actually said quite openly on their Kickstarter that Stadia is one of the last to get it. They're going to PC and GeForce Now first, I think. So it. Now, everybody who jumped on the Sky Climbers bandwagon on Doom Stadia feels like they've been punched in the gut, I think. So it's not Stadia's fault this time. It was down to the, the developer and their communication. But it still looks bad on Stadia because they didn't get it onto their platform quick enough. And I think so, that's, as you said, Holt's a problem that they're just not doing these sort of communication steps ahead. Right. Can I just yeah. talk about something real quick um can we talk about phil harrison real quick we have to no like really what what's going on with with this guy man i i don't think it's his fault uh i think he is middle management as i I has been calling calling him he is he is in the worst position possible he's getting 
rubbish from the because we're not allowed to swear rubbish from below rubbish from the top and he is just getting swamped yes i think he has made some horrible decisions but i think these horrible decisions have been forced on them from google i stadia is not being run as a gaming division it is being run as a, like a side project of google and he is in an awful awful position and uh, people call him for his head i can actually see why they're doing that but i I think his hands are completely and utterly tied. And I think uh, despite all some of his dubious uh, calls, I think he uh, his hands are just completely and utterly tied because he is not in control. He is not like Phil uh, Spencer over at Xbox where he only reports to one other guy above him. He is, I think he's reporting to multiple guys above above him. And this this is the exact problem that Stadia has, is there's just too many layers of bureaucracy in, in, in there. And there's just too many people, too many battles to fight internally. And Stadia is not big enough and strong enough to fight these battles. There was another article I shared with you that was a different perspective on this. Um, there was, um, and basically the article, I think it was titled um, Stadia is Failing Because It's Not Googly Enough. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Bloomberg uh, article. Bloomberg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, and that goes the other way. That says that Phil Harrison went against the Google model. And uh, you know, that's why a lot of the issues yeah. are arising is because yeah. Phil Harrison made all these promises. He wanted yeah. to go the Big Bang. Yeah. And Google's like, well, that's not the way that we do things. It's yeah, kind of... So there's been this internal battle all this time and Google obviously weren't ready. So Phil's gone out making all these promises and then isn't able to deliver. Whereas if they had gone the Google way and like all the other platforms have where they've rolled it out, big beta flag, now we're going to do Android devices first slowly and then we're going to put it into the browser and then the Chromecast and we would probably be singing a very different tune about it right yeah. now. It's progress. Now, as the as the Bloomberg article said, I had Gmail beta. It was in beta for five years, and that was an email client, right? And Stadia has come after a year or two years as Project Stream as a very closed test, thrown out into the big wide world. And as Holt said, or Duncan said, you know, they came out with these huge claims of it's more powerful than an Xbox and PlayStation 4 combined. And no, it's not. <laughs> you know, we're playing games in the browser and we complain about the quality and you know the performance is solid, but the quality is definitely not there. If you're playing it on the PlayStation 4, you're probably going to get a better picture. So it's been wrong from the beginning. There's just been too many promises made and not delivered. So, yeah. and, and part of the want problem... To Phil Harrison, but... He was the front man making all these promises. I, I hate to say fire Phil, but um, he, I agree with Duncan. He is middle management. Um, I don't, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but it sounds like he doesn't really stand up for Stadia that much. Um, I mean, there's the PR team is basically non-existent. They use their, their community managers as a form of PR which, you know, there's got to be an actual department for that. Um, the, the, there's the fact that he is the figurehead of Stadia. It's what people think of when they think of Stadia leadership. And unfortunately, Stadia's 
brand is tainted right now and as the figurehead he is seen as the problem and if they want to rebuild that trust with developers and gamers there's there's really not a whole lot of solutions at this point yeah so phil harrison's known as an arrogant leader um you these articles all over if you look at his playstation era but people say he's arrogant right and if you look at some of these statements <laughs> i was reading the article chief that you sent about you know uh, stating that the dev saying we should call this a beta right if it, we're saying that here's content creators they should have put the bait that was told to him that was told based on this article to him we should not launch this as a full product this should be a beta and he was like no, we, we he launched it as a full product. GDC again. The article stated Google has a way of doing things slow over time. Eventually, right? Pour money into it, get it to where you want it to be. It's like no, we're competing with consoles. We're competing with Sony. We're competing with Microsoft. We need to launch this like now as as a rivalry to them. And again, these moves, these decisions, it sounds like they come in from Phil, not Google, right? I know Google, again, plays a role into giving, you know, the money to make acquisitions and make some decisions as well. But I think some of these things fall on him as a leader. And this, this is a reason why he's no longer with Sony. He's no longer at Microsoft. This I personally think, and it just, I'm telling you guys, by the end of this year, if Phil Harrison still has his job, then I would say it's not Phil's fault. But knowing how Google cut things and cut people, I'll, I'll, I will be really shocked come the end of this year if Phil Harrison still has a job at Google, just being real. Um, but yeah. This does not paint a good picture for Phil. And I don't know how else to put it, but this is not good. And I feel I reading all these, just like two or three of them. I my heart broke for the devs that really saw this as like something special. And now, you know, they don't have jobs. Now the the future that they saw with this platform is is not gonna come to pass. And that's that's yeah, um, one of them developers that really hit me in the gut this week with Stadia News and its potential. It's not being confirmed yet, but once I seen that one of the studios that was working with Stadia was Kojima Studios, I thought to oh, myself, oh my, my, one studio that I really wanted and yeah. stuff like that to see. And once I heard it, I was like, okay, you need to start, start you're naming games now. These developers are coming out and naming games. I think, oh my God, wouldn't that look amazing on this platform? Yeah. So I do feel like I've been sucker punched this week with this, this unconfirmed news at the moment. Uh, yeah. I think even worse than that, Holtz, it was a Clyde focus game. This was a game yeah. which was only yeah. going to be made yeah. for the Clyde. Uh, which was worse. If you go back into that article, I forget who actually did it. For me, the, the worrying news out from all this isn't the news about Kojima, because that was actually last year. The news about Harmonix is the actual more scary sort of news. Uh, that game seems to be up in the air, even though it's complete. That is the one which is going what the uh, fire tuck is going on there. It's 
what what's go is that game coming or not, or is that just going to go uh, to Xbox? Absolutely scary, this sort of stuff. Yeah. See, the other story was um, Journey to Savage Planet Two was going to be yeah. a Stadia multiplayer cloud exclusive as well. So it just it does feel like there's a bit of sucker punching going on here, where you know kick them while they're down. Which yeah. It, it's it's sad to see. You know, we obviously had the Savage Planet One mess where people were blaming that they can't fix the bugs because they fired everybody, and then they fixed it like two days later. So either they put a ton of resources on that to get it fixed extremely quickly, or the fixes were already ready, and that was just a really bad timed article. Or, um, or, or people they had people contracted to work. They didn't lay yeah. everyone off. They just had some people contracted. Right. I don't even know why Google hired Phil Harrison, to be honest with you. With with his record going way back, even before PlayStation. I mean, uh, the debacle... Yeah, and the debacle of the PS3 launch and the bigger debacle of the Xbox One launch and its focus on TV, uh, the only reason PlayStation and Xbox rebounded was because they have a hugely loyal player base and a lot of money already. If they were in Stadia's position back then, PlayStation would be gone. Xbox would be gone. They wouldn't have been able to make that turnaround, yeah. but they could have those mistakes because they're that big. You can't come in and make the mistakes you made with Xbox and PlayStation with Stadia, a brand right. new platform with no players, yeah. and then be able to make that turnaround later. I still don't understand what the hiring was even about to begin with. Yeah. So reading this article, and this is another one that I can't seem to find, but if this is saying that uh, Google and Stadia was Jade Raymond was interested in this Kojima project, right? And she approached Phil Harrison about it. And he was the one that put the kibosh on it, not anyone from Google, you know? And again, this, this was put Kojima was excited to work for Stadia. Jade Raymond was excited to have Kojima work for Stadia, brought this to him and he killed it. And again, Google might had had a hand, you know, with it, but it, it sounds like it was Phil's decision to kill this project. Anyway, um, I don't know. I I don't want to beat too much in Phil, but again, I like I said, I I really want to see someone else run run this, and I I would like to see as as crazy as it sounds, like Google might not be the best company to to have to run stadium and, and Phil might not be the best, you know. Well, I wouldn't want him to be sacked. I wouldn't want him to be sacked in case he puts a lawsuit, like unfair dismissal because of public opinion. So I think he should just be reallocated somewhere else in Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Ben called him the Grim Reaper last week, push him as the PR image for the Google graveyard. That'd be perfect. <laughs> That'll just be perfect. There's your money. Represent that. Oh, Lord. Um yeah. See, with all, with all these stories coming out now, the, 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 I think if you take a step back, um, this was some other company, and you could see them paying off Kojima. They're, they're paying off all these developers. They are getting uh, brought to the cleaners by the uh, Take-Two and Ubisoft, $20 million for ports. Yeah. Absolutely scary. If this was other another company, you would be saying they are 
on their way to ruin because not only are they getting taken to the cleaners, they're actually the the way they're acting is they're upsetting the the game dev community out there, and uh, that is something you don't want to do. Um, one of the quotes in one of these things as well was uh, even though they were coming up with the big suitcases of money, they still didn't want to port their games to Stadia. There is just so many horror stories coming out now, and this is actually setting up bad news for down, down the line I but, think but the whole point is public perception was like Google's not throwing the money around to get these titles and even though it's been months it looks like they have been throwing the money yeah, around so true. I think if they sh- if they announced these articles months ago we would all been cheering they're spending big they're getting these games but I think yeah. the sort of media's belittled it and now it's because of closure we're looking at the financial state going, well, it wasn't successful the last year. No, I think the problem is it's not that they've been throwing the money about. It was actually they're overpaying for the, the ports seems to be the issue. And they're getting laughed out from places now and just being taken to the cleaners. And well, so, so these developers are being unethical. Oh, yes, damn, damn them for being unethical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I but we we got to give Stadia credit though because again, like Hoss was saying, we made we were like, are they even investing? It sounds like they were investing, probably, you know, not wise and smart about it, but like they were willing to put the money where their mouth is, you know. To, and in a way, we should give them props for at least, you know, trying to get good games on the platform. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Duncan, I remember you saying about this a little while ago. And I can't remember which game it was, but like you said, we, we've been wanting them to throw their money about, but it turns out that they have been trying. But even then, the publishers are like, well, no, there's just no market there. So even if we, you know, even if you give us this money, it's going to give us bad rep. But that's what's happened. They've alienated the development. But is it Google Studios. that's given the bad rep, or is it working with cloud is giving them the bad rep? It is well, Google, a hundred percent, Google. It's I think it's clear because Luna's not having any bother getting games. GeForce Now is not having them bother getting games. So is it that bad now that devs trying to get the game on Stadia is like bad rep? Well, you shouldn't do it, right? Or you'll be made fun of for doing it. Is it, it. Has it come to that? I think the checkbook has been closed. I think the checkbook is... Uh, uh, they've set themselves up by the overpaying. They've got themselves backed into the corner, and now that the money seems to be drying up, they're going to be struggling to get these games across. I'm now worried that we're not going to see Resident Evil now. I... I I think that $8 million, which was rumoured, which sounds a uh, ballpark right, uh, if these other things uh, are going on here, it's. I think we're in a worrying situation now. And if we do not see Resident Evil 8 get announced soon, I think we're in big trouble for Stadia, extremely big trouble for Stadia. I have I mean, we, we know we know they're throwing money around because, you know, right, right the, the day after Phil announced the closure of SG&E, um, Google announced a $5.6 billion loss in revenue to their cloud to their cloud services from 2020. So you think that was all Stadia related? No, it wasn't all it wasn't all Stadia related, but Stadia had a had a fair chunk in that too. They lost a ton of money in Google Cloud because it went to AWS and Azure. 
because they've been killing it there and Google have been struggling to get into the cloud world for quite some time they are quite pricey but you know one of the problems that's happened is because Stadia's got so much bad press recently those figures have been leaked and that's the problem that I think as Duncan said they've dug themselves into a hole where yeah. they paid say like, I'm just going to use an arbitrary figure here five million dollars to pull a game over and the, the studio's gone okay and then they've approached another one and gone I will give you three and they're like well no you paid five for such and such and we're a bigger game so no i'm just going to sell that on geforce now because more people can buy my game so i think that's the situation that they've ended up getting themselves into and unless they open that checkbook then not going to get these studios back and just my app just before you go holds it's just to back this up as well uh along with that developers and publishers know stadia is in a complete and other weakened position now because and they know their hand is a lot stronger than what stadia says now so they can go we you, you pass or we just won't come because can you imagine if they went to activation and said there's your 10 million and they've heard that there's 20 million which just went to take two for red dead redemption 2 they're going to go no you can't give us the 20 million or we're not bringing it this is this this is the situation now they're they are in a weak position and now the money is out there on the table and uh, it's they are going to be uh <laughs> in a really, really uh, weak uh, negotiating uh, position now. Well, I was going to say then, I think the whole point is, now Father what Kojima and the likes of Resident Evil 8 by investing money, I think them that studio and that game meant more to me that they were serious in the cloud game than any yeah. other game that's probably came to the to cloud servers at the moment. Yeah. No, true. And I'll I'll just be honest with you guys. I mean, just he, reading the article when we discussed it last week, I was like, oof, this is this is not good. Now this is really not good. I I don't know I don't know how others can spin this into something positive, but no, this is not looking good. I just certainly no, seen people try. If yeah, you guys have been watching anything online, there's certainly plenty of people trying to spin every negative into a positive. Yeah, and it I, absolutely boggles my mind because every one of us here has played on Stadia, has paid for Pro, has said week after week the problems, but what we want to see and that, that we would love to see it survive. But I don't understand how there's so many writers and content creators out there. They're like, it's okay. It's still perfect. It's, 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 yeah. it's okay, guys. Don't worry. It's just it's so weird to me. And yeah, Stadia has no bargaining chips. They have no player base to offer. They have these numbers leaked. I mean, there isn't a developer on the planet that needs Stadia, but Stadia needs games. And every developer they go to has the upper hand automatically when negotiating starts. And why wouldn't you ask for a lot now? Yeah, not a bad place to be for Stadia, but hopefully, I, I don't know. Let's try to be hopeful because we cloud gaming channel here. Hopefully they pull through with this, but man, this this is not looking good. Um, this, again, no other way to spin this story and this news. And I'm sure we're going to even see more articles that are going to affirm us that this is not pretty and Stadia's, they need something big. It needs something really big to save it. it needs what, like what? Even even that's not going to save them, dude. I mean, I look at look at this. It would pull them it, out of the hole. No, it wouldn't. It, it wouldn't. It would certainly help. GTA Six. 
go pay $300 million, a billion dollars, that would get them. It is going to be exclusive content, which is going to get them out. And it looks like they're shutting the door on that. So I don't know what way they're going to do it. That is the only way for them to get it out. And just to go back about the the, the pieces which are out there, I, I, what, these are respected sort of journalists who have been putting these pe- things out. You may not actually like some of the ones who are doing it, but they are respected. They're, the only thing which can help Stadia now is a massive exclusive game or a game where it absolutely blows up like uh, Falheim or something. They've somehow flicked that onto the system. Yeah, and you know <sighs> part of the problem with that, like people have said, why are, have some developers turned down the Stadia money? Well, because just like we pour passion into every one of our videos and content, they pour years of passion into a game that they want millions and millions right. of players to experience. experience. It's not always just about give us 20, 30, 50, 300 million dollars. Here's a game or here's GTA 6. They would never do it because Rockstar would be like, what? So 10,000, 20,000, maybe 100,000 people play our game? No, we put passion into this and we want millions right. to experience it. Sometimes it's not all about the money. You know, these people, like uh, Jerry was saying, they care about the project. They put time sweat effort to make it the greatest and don't forget comparing it to like they like to compete against one another game of the year is a big thing so just because you know someone's given 10 million right they they want the project to succeed in like being represented well and having people talk about it and again the play base is not there no one is going to be talking anyway um Geez, we went over, but I'm fingers crossed things work out and turn around for Stadia. Um, but man, when you guys were rating it at you know three six months, I was like, you guys are crazy. What are you talking? But realistically speaking, my goodness, um, just to put this it is out, not like we're a good. month into that three to six month, <laughs> and it's not it's not going it's not out right good. now. No, we, I think it was me and Jerry said that. I said six months to a year, we're going to see something. It's And it seems to be spinning out from control at this moment in time. We thought it was all coming down and it just keeps on getting hit and hit and but, hit. But to me, I'm not the type of gamer that is looking for three games coming up. I'm still playing the four games. I own a lot of platforms. And guess what? I don't see anyone with really big exclusives. I'm, the one, I'm that gamer that watched the Nintendo Direct and went, hmm, okay. Stay to play. Hmm, okay. Everything this year at the moment just seems okay at best. So I'm not bashing stage. Did you see the Pokemon game, man? Yeah, po- yeah, but that's not coming out this year, is it? The, it's 2022. 2022, yeah. so it doesn't count as this year. You're not going to be taking photos of your Pokemon? Pokemon Snap? Exactly, exactly. Hold so. What you're saying there is absolutely 100% right. This should this should be a time where Stadia should be making hay and trying to get a, a ton of old games onto the platform because not we're going to get a ton of delays. But we're, we're what we're saying is we're getting a ton of old games, but they're old games which, uh, again, I don't mind indie games. I probably play indie games the most, but they're not going to they're, they're not going to get butts onto the seat to play Stadia. Yeah, but it's like last week on GeForce Now. GeForce Now full of indies. Well done, GeForce Now. Supporting indie stay to get it. And it's like, let's not play it on there. It's Holt, Valheim. Yeah, uh... I know Valheim. I know I'm just trying to say the rest yeah. of them. That wasn't just, just one specific one. Yeah, I'm just saying, I could name four games which have came to GeForce Now this year, which get buns and seats. Hmm. That, that, that's that, that's yeah. the difference. But it's like, 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 it's like
selling hundreds of millions of millions of millions. I mean, like, I play them, but the point is, is does everyone else, would they say, oh, I'm going to run out and play this game because of Pokemon? But remember, GeForce now knows their market, too. They're not mm. selling it as a standalone cloud service, even though it works that way for a lot of people. They're selling it to the 1 billion PC players out there yeah, that just want a piece of, course, of their yes. library when they're away from their gaming PC where they mostly game. So they know their market, and that's why it continues to work really well. And uh, it just it just seems to, to really be on a roll for them with that. I think PC gamers are really embracing uh, GeForce now and, and, yeah. and enjoying it. But not the games that I want on PC. <laughs> you're saying Hopefully they can. Eddie needs to bring games. GeForce Now is bringing 11 plus games a week. 20, 30 games a month. It's and ridiculous. Eddie's bringing four. It's... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, good point. But, you know, even when Valheim and Dyson Sphere program blew up, you know, if Stadia have got this money, they've got this budget, these are really small, easy to port games that both have announced Vulcan support in the last couple of weeks. Why haven't they just gone and pulled those on? Bring the popular games. It's popular. It's a small indie studio. You go and offer them free cookies and we'll port it for you they'll probably go hell yeah let's more people between, play my game. between these indie studios you go i'll give you one million to port it up to stage you go we need 10 oh god so you know what happens hey. is you but bring that, those but... games like valheim to stadia and you get those butts and seats like we talk about and then all of a sudden ben has enough player base to go play ghost recon without going and finding a group on discord because all those valheim players are like hey stay as no. cool let's go try something else you know ben... people to come Ben's happy with his Tetris colors. You know, he's happy with that. <laughs> but guys, man, we are over time, but we can sit here and keep talking about this, man. So we love, again, one of the main reasons why we are in Stadia so much, Avery Podcast, because we want this to succeed, but they keep making moves that, again, has us scratching our heads, man. Um, but yeah, so... I think we we've covered it all, but let me know you guys if there's anything else you want to add to this. But appreciate you guys watching. Try to get you guys in here interacting with you guys as the podcast continues. Um, but I'm sure we missed some of you guys. But yeah, this was fun. Appreciate you guys being here. It's good just hearing what y'all content creators and uh, cloud game enthusiasts have to say about the news and topics of cloud gaming. But we do this every Saturday, 2 p.m. West Coast time, PST. So look forward to seeing you guys here next week. We're going to have Eddie play one as a guest next week. So that should be fun because he's recently experiencing and experimenting with other cloud gaming service. So just want to get his take on where things are with him and that. All right, fellas, going to give the members time to just plug their uh, channels and let you guys know where you can find them. So to get started, Jerry. What do you do, sir? And where can people find you? Yep, yep. First off, happy 30th. I absolutely still look yeah. forward to this every single week. It's like the highlight of my week. I, I love it. I love the community here on all the on all the channels that have built up, and it's it's a lot of fun. So 30th is awesome. I, I didn't even know we'd be going this long, but I hope it keeps going for a long time. Yeah. Um, love you guys. It's awesome. Um, Game Tech Planet, YouTube, Twitter, Discord. Go make it happen. Console, cloud, PC, testing, and gameplay. It's awesome, awesome creative for sure. Check them out. How about you, Duncan? What do you do? Where can people find you, sir? Uh, uh, Cloudy of Games. We are 
definitely pushing all our play-alongs. We're doing loads of wee shows now, which is actually a good crack. And uh, we are trying to expand out to all the different platforms. And we've got some interesting things coming out this week. Um, we're actually going to I'm, I'm going to drop a wee hint here. There's some interesting stuff coming from our cloud platform we haven't talked about in PlayStation Now coming out from us in the next wee while. So it's going to, it's going to be good fun. So if you check out Cloudy with Games. Cool, cool. How about you, Holtz? What do you do? Where can people find you, sir? So you can see me on Twitter, Holtz86, and you'll actually see me in the comments section on this video roughly throughout the week. So if you want to say a message directly at me or at the panel, I'll actually reply back at Holtz. And also you can see me on the Discord at Holtz as well. Cool, cool. How about you, Ben, sir? What do you do and where can people find you? Um, I'm on all the Discords that are cloud-related pretty much. So, um, yeah. So Ben, I, I think you need a name for what you do, like the the Discord <laughs> the king or yeah. The I was going to say stalker. <laughs> no, but he provides a lot of knowledge and insights, and he just he, you do something that no one else does, and I I think you need a title for what you do. So think about that and it, let let the pen- I get so many DMs and tags throughout throughout the day. I mean, it's probably I get tagged in at least once every hour um <laughs> even though i don't like have a channel or anything or any server of my own it's just constant yeah you you're knowledgeable about cloud gaming and that's why i think people include you in conversations so good stuff man keep it up for sure we here cloud gaming extreme chief uh you want to tell people what you do i guess and i mean this is fine Alright, fellas, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back next Saturday for sure. It's a lot of fun. Catch you guys later. Peace out.